Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The New World Order launches its final attack. The World Heavyweight title could land in enemy hands when the trainer Hulk Hogan seeks to destroy the colossal giant. Sting and the total package have a common goal to demolish the outsider invasion. Plus, we're going to take you places you've never been before. It's WCW's Hog Wild. Everybody knows that we're Hog Wild. The Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review Retro Reactions to Hogwild 96. I you got, got your hog out, mate. Get <laughs> your hog is, out. Hog is fully out under the table. Oh. You had to pay a bit more to see that on the old Patreon there. <laughs> There's uh, Kevin Nash but... said to Hulk Hogan <laughs> in the back of the limo. You really you got your hog out. You're really transfixed on the Kevin Nash Hulk Hogan. Can't uh, stop thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so weird though. Uh, I'm fake Geordie radio presenter without portfolio and uh, former Coltolic heavyweight champion Tom Campbell. I'm with our resident WCW kids, Ham Driver. Right. The Shredditor is ready to shred on Hogwild. Sick, sick Harley Davidson. <laughs> now, yeah. as a dubsy dub kid, have you yeah. seen it? Uh, I think I've seen, I, I must have seen this, but I, I remember Road Wild better. Like, because it was slightly later. I was still quite young around this time. So it's like, I, I, I had loads of stuff on tape and I'm fairly sure I had Hogwild. But it, it's um, it's a show that kind of goes down in infamy a little bit for being a bit poo. It's a bit poo, to say the very least. <laughs> I've never seen it. Right, okay. I know of it because obviously as a historian... We're both kind of going in blind then, yeah. We're both going in blind. And also, and I love when this happens... There's sometimes the accident, completely accidental synchronicity and duplicity of the podcast and the serendipity. We're doing this podcast in the week of the 2023 Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Lovely stuff. Completely. Have a good one out there, Sturgis. If you're having a lot, hey, maybe you're in Sturgis. If you're in Sturgis Listen. and listening to us, you need to get on that main road where all of the bikes are and everybody's going, hem, hem, hem. Uh, and, and, and get a big picture for us. <laughs> They've not got bikes. They're just saying, hem, hem, hem. Hem, 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 Maybe you know the lad who started the weekend drinking booze out of a prosthetic leg. 
That did the rounds this week in the world of Sturgis. <laughs> what? It's a research into what's been happening at Sturgis this Sturgis year. Sturgis is wild. I know that much about it. I know it's, that it's absolutely fucking wild. It was wet and wild this year because they had the most rain at the first weekend of Sturgis in history. Because it's normally about flipping 100 degrees and sunny in Sturgis at this time of year. So many people are going to be spinning out on bikes. Oh. oh, my God. Please drive carefully. Drive responsibly at mm. Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. And if you're not driving, then listen carefully to the podcast, which you can listen along... And you can watch along with us on the WWE Network. Good luck in finding Hogwild and 1996. One, one more thing on this new complicated, horrible network that is just yeah. uh, uh, trying to get. It's like, hey, uh, I need an episode of 1986 Wrestling Challenge. That was all on the network. And you go there and it's like, oh, yeah, 96, 98, <laughs> sorry, 86 Wrestling Challenge. Yeah, that's right here. We can give you that. Look, here's the playlist. And you click on it and it goes, oh, sorry, no results found. <laughs> it's in that bin over there. And you, look but then, if you through. Google for like, if you Google, if you search for like a specific match, it might come up. But it's like a complete <laughs> fucking crapshoot. They'll have like <laughs> three weeks in a row and then nothing. So they obviously still transfer and a lot of it across. But it's just like, what the fuck? Messy. Also, one more thing for Sturgis: think bike, think biker. There you go. <laughs> think bike, think biker. <laughs> <laughs> think. Don't drink and drive. Think before you drink, before you drive. Five and drive. <laughs> that's the old Tom method have five, that's why Tom doesn't have a car have five <laughs> and drive I think that was the rule wasn't it I nearly hit a bus yesterday did you yeah. punched it it's just it's fucking leveled it is this in driving yeah I uh, I was like approaching like a blind hill um, and it was one of those weird things where the hill kind of like pinched in so it's not like a give way it's just kind of like a, you know if you're closer you get to go through and I wait I just didn't see this bus and I was too busy worrying about a parked car that was obstructing everything. So I just swing out and I almost go just full pelt into the front of a fucking bus. <laughs> so that would have been Christ. fun. Uh, there was a very angry bus driver looking at me and it was like, what? <laughs> I'm fucking learning, I'm buddy. learning, mate. <laughs> the L should give it away. <laughs> he deserves an L, that bus driver, for not paying attention, but not an L for learner. An L for I know loser. I won't be using stagecoach buses anytime soon oh, until I need a mega bus again. They shook them under the bus, <laughs> ironically. <laughs> Find Hogwild 1996 on the WWE Network or Peacock. We'll give you a second to do that from right now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ladies and non-binary <laughs> finery, start your engines for Hogwild 1996. We'll all press play at the same time. Three, two, one, go. Here we go. There it is. There's the big motorbike in the mountain. The city of That's Townsville. Harley Davidson there on the left. <laughs> the guy on the right's That's... name's just Triumph. <laughs> what a great name if your name was Triumph. That was Kawasaki. Uh, <laughs> I what other him. bikes do I know? Oh, look at all that. That's a Vespa. It's nightmare parking. <laughs> Can you imagine just just knocking over one well, of those she bikes? Well, she got a bazooma's out. She, well, saw her. Saw yeah. her. In a PG manner. In a PG manner. Have you ever met like a real life biker gang person? Have you ever met a woman? Have you ever met like a real life biker gang person? I haven't, no. No, I, I've not like met one to speak to, but I've been like somewhere where there were a few, uh, it was like a convention and there were just a few people walking around with collars on, Ooh. like all their patches. And I was like, I couldn't quite make it out. And I turned around and it was like this flash of red and white. And I was like, fuck, Hell's Angels. And I was just wow. kind of standing around while there's just Hell's Angels walking around. It was like, fuck, this is like... I didn't even realize there were Hell's Angels like here. This is fucking wild. I was I watched Bully Ray Ressa once, and he was the leader of Aces and Eights. <laughs> Does that count? Yeah, it was just sort about seeing like the patches because you see pictures of them and shit, but seeing them up close, it was like fuck. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, and they've all got like different meanings. All the patches. Did as you well. ask them about the patches? No, I was Excuse terrified. Me, Mr. Hell's Man, Angel. Was he was like built like a brick shit house, and his hand was like the size of two of my heads, and he my was- head is like huge. He might have been up for explaining. He probably would have been absolutely lovely, but you know, I I got suckered into the whole. Uh, I don't want to bother him. <laughs> I read Hunter S. Thompson's book on the Hell's Angels, and I, they seem lovely, but I, I just I don't think they're, they're going to like me. <laughs> so here we are. This is the star. Oh, look at Dusty. Look at Tony. Oh, Tony with his <laughs> denim cut off. Big old Shia Vone. Uh, wowzers. Dusty is looking fantastic. Dusty with the belt downturn. That's something I want to bring back. Yeah. I do enjoy a belt downturn. Mine does that, but it's just just because there's not too much material on the one side. Yeah, mine used to. And then I went to Camden Market and got a better belt because mine was broken. And the guy made the belt in front of me, which was amazing. But now it fits. So it's like I gotta lose more weight so I can have a hanging belt again. It's just first world problems. (laughs) It truly is. So we're at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Yeah. uh, That has been uh, an institution since 1938. Mm -hmm. Uh, A group of Indian motorcycle riders uh, held the event and just did stunts and races with their mates. Nice. And and it became bigger and bigger and bigger. And attendance historically is around half a million people. Uh, in 2015, it reached 700,000. Yeah. Uh, and it generally brings in $800 million to South Dakota. So it's one that they like doing. It was one of the very few events that ran during COVID yeah. because they couldn't really police it not to because no. it happens on so many had, sort of city limits. Yeah. And they had like loads of stages. There's always that like, music. There's like, it's all like a big, just a weekend long or a week long festival 
isn't it? It's mm. just like this huge thing. But just for bike enthusiasts. Eric Bischoff is a bike enthusiast himself. And he wanted to create some unique pay-per-view events. And this is a unique look already. I mean, I say it's unique. See, this it is, looks like Disney still. This is, no, but this is what I like <laughs> a lot about... Oh, oh, oh. This is what I like a lot about WCW was that they didn't so much care about like, hey, we need to run the biggest, 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 biggest venues around this time. But they just did unique sets. They did unique things mm. like fucking wrestling at the bike rally with all of the mountains behind and shit. Like... The ultimate dragon, by the way. He is the ultimate dragon. <laughs> is he not the Ultimo? No, no, no. <laughs> he, he deserves the extra three letters, doesn't he? Oh, somebody got fired for that <laughs> blunder. But yeah, they, and you're right. And, and that was and Bischoff on 83 Weeks said as much, saying that because they were doing more pay-per-views and because yeah. he was doing so many pay-per-view style TV matches for free, yeah. he needs to make the pay-per-views bespoke and engaging yeah. in that way. And, and this was The weird his thing is, like, as a little kid, my understanding of America came from Power Rangers, which is ironic half of it was Japanese. Uh, and, you know, digesting things like wrestling. Like, I'd never really seen real America. Like, I'd see shit on the news and you'd see shit in films. But, like... I, this is the only chance I ever got to see like a bike rally and it was like this is fucking it was almost <laughs> as fascinating watching it for the, the setting like when they did Bash at the Beach and shit I always loved like watching back through the old ones and it's just sort of like I don't know something unique about doing a big outdoor event where it's not in an arena I really like it do you remember during the pandemic there was a, a, there was rumours that WWE would hold SummerSlam outdoors on a beach in Florida. Which I just wish they did. I wish they'd done that. You know, it's like when they did Throwback Smackdown and they had the, the blue ring with the red, white, and blue ropes. And it's like, you've got the fucking <laughs> fist in storage, You lads. literally have the fist You've got in the big oval. The oval doesn't even take up loads of room. You could use the oval. That was Do the weird. oval set. What's it a throwback to? I don't know, something. Uh, the is classic days. Of, is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's the when Jesse generic. Ventura and Hulk Hogan tag team to beat Don Morocco and um, Dick Slater <laughs> in a 1986 episode of SmackDown. We didn't want to televise it until 99, but, you know, we were just fleshing it out for 30 years. Gino, my favorite memory of SmackDown <laughs> is from 1984. Like, of course it is Jesse Ventura. I love SmackDown in Madison Square Garden in 1990 where Hulk Hogan beat the Iron Sheik. So we're recording this after uh, SummerSlam as well. Can I ask oh, what yeah? you thought of uh, Ronda Shayna as a concept? I, as a concept, I loved it. Yeah. In execution, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think it's it's really interesting because it's basically like wrestling used to be that. Yes. Essentially, like so now it's come full circle to all right. We're going to do a fake fight mm. in the ring. Uh, and it, it's kind of like, you know, using more of the, the traditional like proper holds and using more like strike based offense. I think the like that's potentially one avenue things are going to meander down as as MMA only continues to dominate the world. I think just having that bit of different on the card felt really good, especially when you think next month that it'll be owned by a company that also owns an MMA company. Yeah. Get Seth Rollins in the octagon mm. and I'll pay you all the money. <laughs> I want to see it. Is that why is that why Ronda's leaving now? Yeah, she's going to beat up Seth Rollins in the octagon. <laughs> she's going to. I think they could have had a fight pit. I think they could have had a fight pit. Fight pit would have worked. Fight pit would have been great, but then that would have maybe been more of a TV main event. But if, yeah, if Ronda's got a hard out to leave now, I think it, it also kind of. I don't know what it is. It 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 kind of removes the seriousness from it a bit. I think putting it in the fight pit, just putting it in the mm. ring and having them beat the shit out of each other. I think sells it a bit more as actually like a grudge it was a palate cleanser yeah 
on on a on a very on a, I think I was a bit that... gutted when the crowd started turning on it, but as I understand, <laughs> like it's not really what you came for. But like I, I think that that's definitely something we're going to maybe look back at one day and be like, you know what? Nobody really realized, but that was the start of like that was the ground floor for this kind of whole new style coming in. Like when Angle Benoit had that match at X Seven. Yeah, but when you're looking at things went, like when you're looking at things like Bloodsport and stuff, and you like, I think there's there is a desire for that kind of Shuto style mm-hmm. stuff. In terms of like the uh, yeah, the crowd certainly did turn on it. But I'll, I'm going to be honest with you, and it's just my opinion, right? Yeah, I thought Detroit were a bit shit as a crowd. Well, I thought you were a bit well, shit. Well, well, I I love Detroit. Love the people. I thought the the massive amount of people that were there sat on their hands all I, night. I, I on the news <laughs> the morning of, I uh, I was like, obviously knowing that Detroit has a very rich musical history, I said whatever came from Detroit anyway, it's only ICP that really matters. <laughs> and then I gave a very big whoop whoop, and a lot of people <laughs> took that as like legit. And I was like, no no no, like fucking hell, no shit, Jesus, it's, it's a joke. We got Spider Ray. <laughs> I've just realised Spider Ray. And there's a blow up doll in the Ray. crowd as well. Uh, this is the the debut of uh, Yoshihiko coming to his first ever wrestling <laughs> show ahead of his major run in Japan. Well, I'm, I'm sad that people came at you for that. Where was that passion at SummerSlam? <laughs> Honestly, they I just like, wanted Kid Rock. You know, and don't go to the wrestling. It's just like, like Drew and Gunter were having a banger, and they they took some fucking waking up. It's I think that it's a problem with larger crowds as well, and it can depend on like the, just the feel of the venue on the night. Mm. Like it's really odd; you can never really predict how a venue is gonna go down. I guess. Wembley, your turn. <laughs> yeah, come on, Wembley. Yeah, Wembley. Don't let us down, lads. Don't let us down. I'm gonna sit on my hands. The Don't whole you night. dare! You've got to. St- if you come back here with a voice, I'll be furious. I lost my voice in Cardiff, <laughs> making a point, and I was in the media section. I was, I was near, I was near like digital spy, just shouting your shit, and you know you are doing the company proud <laughs> in the media bit, biting <laughs> oh. me hand, no voice. Triple H to the end going, oh, you had a good night. I was like, yeah, did flex. Yeah. So no voices left after Wembley. I'll be furious. Mm. You've got to, it's, it's, you had money in the bank. They were brilliant there. Yeah. You it's Puerto a British Rico crowd. Fans. We're going to be, we're going to be loud regardless. Puerto Rico were brilliant. Oh, Puerto Rico were fucking amazing. Stunning. Uh, Canada for uh, Elimination Chamber. Montreal mm. fantastic. Detroit, where were you? Just thought I'd get that out of me. Tom system. Campbell versus Detroit. Here all we go. You. Here we go. <laughs> I'll have you. I'm going to slash all your tires because they do cars there. Now, the crowd here, as Spider Ray gets a beating from Ultimate Dragon, apparently. There's a lawsuit there, surely. Uh, <laughs> they've been very cautious. Interesting crowd. Eric Bischoff has spoke about the crowd for Sturgis. Well, it looks impressive, but none of them are like WCW fans. They're just watching some wrestling they're, they're, they're lollygagging they're lollygagging they're it's like oh there's some wrestling on oh I'm already seven pints deep let's go along let's go and watch some of the wrestling uh, so they don't really know anybody so it just leads to some hilarious bits during the night um, with like as you'll see Hulk Hogan's reaction is certainly yeah. one Ric Flair's reaction is certainly something and a, and a lot of matches that don't get a lot enough love because the crowd are so passive and they're just like I don't know who these people are yeah I know who they are if they've got Hillbilly Jim out there and his original indie gimmick <laughs> of, of Harley Davidson, yes. they would have been fine. They would have been absolutely fine. 
was you I was told to, wasn't it? You spent a good week trying to find a picture of it was. It worked out Jim. something like nine days it took to find a decent image of him that wasn't terrible resolution. <laughs> and even then, I then had to like upscale it and I had to do loads of shit to it to try and make it better. And it just does not look better. So <laughs> I'm going to do further processing on it. It's, yeah. Could you just like just get just just go on to, you know, pick when this when this when this project's done, when this project's done, I'm uh, I think I'm actually going to (laughs) melt. I think I'm actually going to fucking melt because it just feels like it has been like my entire life for the last couple of years. Like it's it's like crippling. In so, so the, many ways, the lives and times of Hillbilly Jim. Yeah, really throwing, your, like, throwing yourself into you that. You know one. what you've got to. You know you've got all this space to fill, but then it's just like, okay, there's going to be an image of that. So there's no image of it. Right. Well, what's the next image? Oh, there's no image of that either. <laughs> and you get like a run of five minutes, but it's like I've got to fucking find a hundred images to fill this gap. This is <laughs> shit. <laughs> and just nothing exists from. Yeah, the time. and then obviously on top of that, I've got all the regular output like that that I edit. So it's just called a sort of like, oh. Could you not just go to Getty Images, just found motorbike driver? I could have, and then but then you'd have to... Hillbilly Jim's head on the side. You'd have to pay him like a grand and a half for a oh. single image. That you can only use Getty once. Images over the front, like a lot of, like a lot of <laughs> channels, like Internet Historian does. Yeah. Just have to Getty Images over the top and it's fine. <laughs> so he gets around it. And land, no, it's fine. He just uses the trial version. <laughs> oh, surfboard, nice. No. Oh, no, raise out. Ray's just sitting with one of his legs. So this is the thigh right to the dick. Oof. Ray Ray has been on the march here. Oh, oh. So another reason why the crowd might be a little bit unusual compared to other wrestling crowds. Obviously, the uh, the the lollygagging nature of them. WCW is giving out free branded WCW PCP before the event. <laughs> 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 and a sheet of, him, of who you're cheering for. <laughs> But they've also been probably around the ringside area for about two hours at this point. Yeah. Because they taped, a, they did a live episode of WCW Saturday Night before this. Nice. So they've already had about six matches. Massive reaction there for Ray kicking it to the ground. You're not going to see much of that because, as you can see, oh, because the, the ring is on this raised bit of turf. Yeah. So. <laughs> You're not going to see many dives to the floor tonight because it's it's literally like falling off a cage. Yeah, it's risky as well. It's it's you know it's the same kind of platform that Rick Rude hurt himself to the point where he can no longer wrestle on. Oh, really? That was he was, was in Japan. Kind of... It was like a in Japan they raised the ring as well, but there's often like a step down area. Yes, not as severe as this, but he was lying, I think, uh, or he caught somebody to the outside. And you see where Ray is there. Imagine if there's maybe a one foot drop to the floor rather than like a four foot drop. Mm. He kind of lands lower back on that during the catch and throws uh, people's way. And the first he's carrying just goes and crunches his back. So it's like when Ray came flying over there, I was like, ah! <laughs> squeaky bum time. Squeaky bum. Oh, there you go. But yeah, so not many of them. Oh, they're into that. That's good. The, that dive really got him into it. A big fan of Sonny on the outside. Quite the look he's got going on there tonight. <laughs> Blending in with the Sturges lads. So they've already had tonight uh, Public Enemy versus Dirty Dick Slater and Mike Anus. Yes, Mike Anus. Dick and Anus together. <laughs> Dick and Anus. Dick and Anus are together. Um, Conan beat Chavo Guerrero. Was Lovely. It a, was it a snug match, was it? Yeah, it was, it was, it was snug. It was very, it was very stiff. stiff. Very stiff. Very uh, snug. They, they worked just the tip. 
three forty-seven <laughs> quarter of a star, which is about right. Uh, <laughs> make your own jokes there. Penis, dick and anus. Three minutes and a quarter of a star. Um, Conan Pinchavo, Chavo Guerrero Jr., they really like him at the moment. He wouldn't yeah. baby face in that match if he could show off some of his moves. Conan is turning heel. Nice. Says he patterns his career after Hulk Hogan Good. and will continue to do so. Oh, he's a baddie now. Good. Nasty Boys beat High Voltage in a, in a couple of minutes. And then they said they're neutral in the WCWNWO oh, war. Fuck. They are Finland. Are they fuck? Is it Finland or Iceland? Like Switzerland. Switzerland. <laughs> Ireland were also neutral, I believe. Uh, Finland were for a bit, but I don't think they were for very long. I seem to remember a winter war being a thing. Ah, so definitely Switzerland, though. So Switzerland, they are, yeah, so uh, the Nasty Boys of Switzerland in the war. Uh, Alex Wright and Bobby Eaton had a 30-second match. Which, which Wright won Who, with a dropkick. Yeah, well, as long as Wright won, you know, all right, that's right. all that matters. Kevin Sullivan, Meng, and the Barbarian beat Jim Powers, Mark Starr, and Joe Gomez. When's Jim Powers going to get a break? Powers needs a break, doesn't he? Powers really needs a break. <laughs> Poor bugger. Uh, quarter of a star, bless you. David Taylor pins Mr. JL in less than three minutes. Which is, yeah. It's just, I, I, we've had JL back on the card for a while. No, we've not. He's not really popped up. I think it's been a good few months now. Um, now, apparently, the beginning of a push for psychosis. We said in the, the Observer said a few times, WCW really likes psychosis. Psychosis had a hell of a show in though the other mm. week against Eddie, right? Yeah, it was just like this absolute barn burner, just slapped in the opener of the show, and it was like, yeah, that's the one. We've already right. had DDP tonight. He beat Renegade with a diamond cutter in less than a minute, and we've already had your boy on Anderson. He beat Hugh Morris with a DDT in less than a minute. <laughs> Violence makes his pecker hard. <laughs> so. I hope you enjoyed WCW Saturday night because you had some bangers on there. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where it all kicks off with these two, and that'll do there it. There you go. Spider Ray over. Spider Ray. El Speedro. Has Ray done anything with the big question mark they found in space yet? They should be sticking them on a rocket and just sending them out there. The question mark they found in space? Yeah, so the James Webb telescope can see a lot more than like any other telescope before it, but they found this like swirl in the distance and it just looks like a giant question mark. Ooh. It's Ray's home planet. <laughs> I thought it might be the aliens <laughs> talking to us. He's like aging backwards. <laughs> a lot of people joked with the disc we sent on Voyager with all of the carvings on it, the big gold disc thing, um, that that was the response. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Yeah, you can't see the words ahead of it saying, do you have a CD player? We can play this on, <laughs> question mark. That's interesting. Physical yeah. format, guys. Come on. <laughs> we download into our brains now. This is the Napster galaxy here. Nobody gets paid for <laughs> shit. Behold the Napster galaxy. God, Metallica is such sellout cunt. <laughs> Music industry destroyed. <laughs> it was a slippery slope, wasn't it? Mean Gene. Now, Eric oh, Bischoff. Gene in the double, triple denim. The triple denim Mean Gene. Eric Bischoff said about Mean Gene's outfit, quote, if you porn were doing a Sturgis Rally porn parody that featured a dirty old man, they'd have used Mean Gene Oakland. <laughs> 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 but 
like he's a badass, but it's a fucking turn of sports he'd baseball. Be, he'd be like he'd be he'd be playing the the inexplicably small bouncer outside of the brothel, wouldn't he? <laughs> who like who shakes his glasses yeah. when the women walk past? <laughs> and then he just disappears and reappears later in a pool with a microphone. <laughs> Welcome to Sturgis. Sturgis. Sturgs, big Sturgs. Yeah, so the that tractor that was that was quite a unique looking beast. That was they're all down. The the reason why they chose Sturge, um, because a big thing that whilst the Nitro was getting the ratings, mm-hmm. they weren't making the ad revenue. So Bischoff went, look, I like bikes, want to go Sturgis, but also tell you who else goes to Sturgis: Harley Davidson, Dodge, Coca Cola, Bud. Basically, Eric's big... thinking, I'm going to make a big entrance one day, and I want to descend from the rafters on a Harley. And this is the impetus of Eric descending from the rafters on a Harley. Never <laughs> had a dream come <laughs> true. Uh, but in his... In, oh, big ex- Scotty N. He's in his fire attire. Actually, it's his fire and ice attire. Tire fire. <laughs> it certainly is, mate. It's the Springfield tire <laughs> fire versus <laughs> the... <laughs> The, the, the es- Shelbyville lemon tree. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that, el- that escalator that goes nowhere. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, so he was like, hey, we can, get in with, we can get in with the 18 to 34 demo ad companies if we do a show in Sturgis. We could have some meetings with these big lads. And I don't know how much it, it became that, but it was certainly the start of, you know, a series of shows at events like this. Yeah. With a different name. I imagine it was hard to not pass out from the fumes. Yeah. That'd be... Oh, here he is. It's Trav. the Shelbyville lemon tree. <laughs> it's it's, it's Trav. Trey? Trey. Trav. <laughs> Trow. Why is he wearing a... It's oh. Ice Train. Oh, thank goodness. I couldn't tell. <laughs> Although he's just trained on his thing. So, um, Paul White injured Ice Train. Mm. Apparently, by the looks of it, in, a, in an angle on this show, but we didn't see it because part of the w, uh, part of WCW main event. But then also, Ice Train didn't Ice Train take a shoe in from Paul White the other week as well? Yeah, he's sort of been getting a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a stomp in from anybody he gets too close to, mm. especially Scott Norton. Mm. So that hence the, the mad taping around the shoulders. That's yeah. probably why. So this has been. Weeks in the making. I'm sad that they've broke up because I was enjoying the beefy boy tag division yeah. with the likes of your Scott Norton and your Ice Tray. I just think they, they did big beefy boys well still mm. at a time where it was being phased out. I like the whole, was the whole tag division was just like big lads. Like, yeah. I, I missed that time. And now they are broken up. This is. I mean, if it means less nasty boys overall, then I guess we're just going to have to lump it. But. <laughs> For now, we still got knobs and sags. For those who are like upset about the Jimmy and Jay splitting up and feuding, yeah. this hey, we we played this game with Scott Norton and Ice Train, and it was a hell of a lot more dramatic. I'll tell you that much. When Fire and Ice broke up, there was crying in the streets, it was yeah. weeping from and all eyes. It was like Forty Towers; they just went out on top. You know, they did three <laughs> weeks. And they then did twelve off. episodes. <laughs> they just did twelve matches, and then uh, one of them got very right wing. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit just a tad 
Were they rebooting Faulty Towers? Wasn't there that conversation? I believe about... John Cleese uh, is in the process of doing a new season of Faulty Towers in which it's it's uh, Basil and Basil's daughter trying to run the hotel. But conversation about it's died out probably because John Cleese, as much as I love him to mm. death and his work to death, and you know a lot of my viewing growing up was Monty Python and Monty Python associated projects. Uh, just need to kind of not give him a microphone these days. <laughs> it's it's the, the thing of always trying to separate the art from the artist. Especially when Eric Idle's still just just lovely. Yeah. yeah. He just Michael needs- Palin's just cracking on and just traveling the world and making amazing documentaries. See, there's, there's, it's, it's like the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, it is. Kind of. It's like John Cleese is the John Lennon, kind of. Because they're both called John. Yeah. That's because they're both called John. And it's no the easiest reason. parallel to draw. The easiest one. What and are John's like, eh? John. Such a John. John. John Eiley. starting <laughs> tweeting now. I see you. Hello, John. <laughs> you're, you're, as a, of John's go, you're all right in our book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, John, you're grand. I was trying to work out, what does it say on Norton's pants? Flash, Flash. Oh, Scott Flash Norton, he was, yeah. He was Scott I just Flash thought Norton. it said Lash. I was like, are we getting a, a, a tease for Lash LaRue here? What's going <laughs> yeah, on? He's, gonna he's not going to pop up with his, with his weird right angle facial hair for another two, two or three years. He's going to pop out of his trousers. <laughs> <laughs> he's growing him in there. When, I didn't get the Flash Norton thing. Yeah, I believe that was his kind of original gimmick. Uh, it was Scott Flash Norton. I think as I hear Flash, I think of either very speedy superhero or floor cleaner. Or both. Maybe that's it. Maybe he's really fast and he's good at cleaning surfaces. He can clean the... He can wipe the... I'll wipe the floor with you. When you think about how big his hands must be, you can probably get about 10 cloths in there. So he's probably good at cleaning floors. He should have struck a deal with them. Ah, I am Scott Norton. Yeah, it'll be like the original... It'll be like the original George Foreman grill, but for floor cleaning products. (laughs) Look at this muddy floor. Oh, sort it. <laughs> Scott Flash Norton, what are you doing here? I'm here to clean your floors, bitch. That's not very nice. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Being nice doesn't clean your floors, bitch. <laughs> Buy Flash, bitch. And then the advert just trails off with him just... It's filthy. Oh, you pigs. Absolutely Stupid disgusting. bitch. Oh, God. It ends every sentence with bitch. <laughs> Stupid bitch. <laughs> All right, Scott. <laughs> All right, Scott. Calm, Calm it down, buddy. <laughs> Calm you down in a minute, bitch. <laughs> Clean your floors, bitch. Dirty bitch. <laughs> if you're a dirty bitch, call Scott Flash Norton. <laughs> Flash. <laughs> we bought... Really boring uh, a home update. Really boring home update. Yeah. We have a, we've had a mop and bucket for as long as we've known. Okay. We've bought one of those. Power mops. Power Ah, oh, yes. The power mops, the boy. They're the ones where you put the wipe over the top yeah. of them. Yeah. Genius. Mine has a, oh. uh, has yours got the squirty gun on it? No. Yeah, you can get one. It's uh, It was like, I was really lucky because it was on offer and it was like just a little bit more than the other one, but it's got like a squirty gun and like a bottle that screws into it and everything. And so you can, can give it a little yeah, extra. Just like, and it like fires out. Oh, that's deeply satisfying. Good. Yeah. I feel like if I want to do that, I'd have to just put some on the floor and then <laughs> go round it. It doesn't have like a squirty function. Yeah. Livid. Bastards. No, it's, it's revolutionary. 
Revolutionary. <laughs> Whoop, round the, round the bathroom. Thing in the bin. Done. I just want to get a big hospital floor cleaner Whoa. for my kitchen. Just... Scott Norton has tapped out Ice Train's bad arm. And he's about to break it off. No, you would you used to be friends. You were the chosen one. They used to be friends. You were the chosen one, Scott. Wacky got a matey. Wacky put him away. He's he's just like, fuck this. I'm off to the saloon. Pass me my Harley Davidson. (laughs) Off to drink out of a of a prosthetic leg. Imagine they all like didn't get paid, but Harley were like, we'll give you all a free bike. I feel like How many people would take the deal? I don't know. Can I can I can I hand this to the electric company and pay my bill? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can drive down there and pimp slap them <laughs> with your ring hand. Not paying, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. Um, what did Melts give Ray versus Ultimo Dragon? By the way, what do you reckon? Disgusting noises out the That's way. Lovely noises. Um, I'm going to say oh. two and three quarter. Three and three quarter. Three and three quarter. What did give Scott an ice? One. One. Bang. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. So. Oh, you know it's fucking serious because Ric Flair's using his normal voice. But here's the thing. This is like, it's Flair going, Hogan, I'm coming for you. Who's Flair got tonight? Um, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He needs an easy win in front of the bikers. <laughs> Arn's fine. He won, in the, he won earlier. He's fine. Why are you acting like he's dead? It's because he's on WCW's side. Even though he's a horseman, you know, he's on WCW's side. We are at 28, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. 30 for anybody watching along. Couldn't hear what Art, what Flair was saying because he's yeah, from, very from low. Yeah, from where we are, all we can hear is just... So we, it's just like a general talking head bit with... Flair in a locker Flair room. Flair in a purple locker room. <laughs> Flair said that about every company he's ever worked for. Every wrestler says that about every company they work for. Yeah, this company <laughs> is the best. I'd like someone to come out and go, I'll be honest... It's not as good as some places I've worked, but it's all right. Pretty, pretty shit, this. Yeah, I mean, they pay up roughly. They pay mainly on time. <laughs> and uh, it's not as good as where I was last time. But, you know, catering's all right. <laughs> and it's regular work, so who am I? I'm lucky they let me back after I <laughs> fucked off with the belt. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? <laughs> but they wanted to make me Spartacus, and I was not doing that shit. <laughs> Ric Flair is a WCW guy through and through, despite the fact that he's not long come back from leaving for the WWF. Yeah. WCW through and through. Uh, I love those shots where you think they're... We, we, I'm about to say drone shots, but they're not drone Helicopter shots. Helicopter shots, yeah. Helicopter shots. And this just looks like a nightmare for parking. I'm sorry. And I wouldn't know which is mine. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to <laughs> really be remember. my nightmare. <clears throat> <laughs> How would you know which is yours? Well, you're only your key's going to work in your bike, right? But I have to try like five of them. <laughs> yeah, you just push all the ones that aren't yours over. Or is it with Harley? Teach them a lesson. Can you press a button so it goes boop, boop, like a car? Maybe. It was America. They had a lot more fancy shit like that and uh, electric windows and stuff before we did. I'd need that. Oh, do you want a Hogwild denim jacket? 89.95. Are you fucking for real in 1996? Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's twenty one ninety five for the shirt, which is about standing XL only. Medium to XXL on the denim. That'd be what today? Today's uh, 
rates. Two hundred dollars. Let's have a look. Yeah, what's eight? Well, yeah, look Inflation at what was inflation calculator. Eighty nine ninety five. Eighty nine dollars ninety five in America in nineteen ninety six. Be good to find out, like, because I reckon that's just ridiculous. U.S. inflation calculator. Here we go. Uh, if in. 1996, I purchased an item for 89.95. Then in 2023, it would cost $174.92. The t-shirt was 21.95. <clears throat> I'll be 42.68, so about the same price as a current. Why aren't they riding down? This is a fucking motorbike destruction yeah. match. Can Nakano not ride a bike? Of course she can. They could surely teach her enough to just get down a straight ramp and, and put the kickstand out. Even Our Sonny's got so. the bike. What I'd we let... got? We got a nice bike here. I'd have let Bull Nakano do that. Oh, yeah. Pop the... <laughs> Safety. Put a little bit, put a little, put a little square pad down. Can you imagine he got off and he just went. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to use a square little pad? Questions asked of Sonny Ono and Roman Reigns by Sam Driver. <laughs> Come on, Sonny, I'm waiting. You Goldberg mania, let's go. Now, but if I remember correctly, Alundra does drive hers down. Yeah, yeah. she does. America. I've got an American flag America. on. Fighting a Japanese wrestler. Guess America. who you're going to cheer? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> She, her name is Deborah America. De Deb America. Deb America. Hobbies America. Other hobbies. Fighting and Fight guns and stuff. Fighting people who aren't from America. Other actual hobbies. Monster trucks. <laughs> America. <laughs> I don't think you can call it a hobby. Other professions. Monster truck fucking championship winner. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. wild. She goes on to have like an amazing tear through Monster Jam, right? She's a monster truck superstar, is uh, Medusa. Bull Nakano and Medusa find themselves on the other side of the wrestling war. We had they watched them have a banger on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and and, uh, well, King of the Ring. This, I think is a, it was. this is a time where WWE is beginning to phase in the Divas era, kind of gently. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. No, we, when we, we've got we've got Sunny, we've got Marlena, and we've got Sable as what valets. year are you in? Ninety six. Ninety six. Right. So yeah, within the next few years, it's going to start becoming kind of. You have Lita. Uh, Lita will come in a couple gonna of years. It's going to kind of get more and more eye candy of a situation rather than actual wrestlers. Whereas here, you've got two Japanese-trained wrestlers Woo! who are going to beat the shit out of each other to show you how it's done. <laughs> that is that is so like Every single true. time they get out in the ring, they're just fucking showing up anything else <laughs> that's on offer. Like, in the US, at least. It's great to see Bull Nakano in a WCW ring again. Yeah. She's, a, she's a golfer now. Yeah. Love that. I think she owns a restaurant as well. Brilliant. She's just having a good life. That's it. That's what it's all about these days. Have a good life. Become a golfer. Own a restaurant. <laughs> Live your dreams. See, like, I, I love going to the driving range, but I couldn't think of anything more mind-numbing than actually playing golf. It's weird. You just like to go and be... I like to just go and whack the fuck out of, like, some golf balls and get a lot of anger out. But I think if I actually tried to learn golf, I'd, I'd get more stressed and more angry because it'd be like, just go in the fucking hole. 
Have you ever tried to learn golf? Yeah, once or twice. Uh, it's all right. I think I think eventually I'll settle and I'll mellow into maybe doing golf when I'm older. But like at the minute, I just like going to driving range and getting all the anger out. It's good. <laughs> just just twatting a bunch of balls. Especially when you get that nice ping. It's just like yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Is there particular ones that you go to, or do you mix it up based uh, on where you are in the country? Wherever I am, if I'm in the mood, I'll go. Nice. But I've not really done one in Newcastle yet. Although we got a lot of mini golf, which I do love. I fucking love mini golf. Mm. The one in town is good. The junkyard golf. Junkyard's place. good. Uh, I've not been to. No, I've not been to junkyard. I've been to Mister Mulligan's and I've been to the 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 other one, Ghetto Golf. But I need to do junkyard still. Page Turner. Hmm. <laughs> Page Turner. Nice. Just thought I'd just drop in its pages finished there. Just just gotta wait for some just wait for some some strikes. Some some stri- some just some strikes. Do it on the table and it's worse. Yeah. I think I last played mini golf. I played that it was like a space themed one in town. Mr. Mulligan's, yeah. Is it it's Mr. Got Mulligan's? Three different yes. holes. There's like an old west one, a space one, and someone else. Yes, that's yeah. the one. Took my nephew there. Um I think last year. Yeah. Just try to find stuff to do. What do we do with a small person? Golf. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it was nice spending time with him, but it was a nice reminder of quite like not having kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could manage a kid. I could I could have a child. <laughs> Just but, one. But I, I don't know if I'd be able to parent more than one child. I don't know what it is. It's like I, I, I'm so fucking selfish generally mm. that it's like I, I'd have to obviously make such a, a strong effort to not to like leave all of that away. Yeah. Uh, but it would just be like one kid's probably easier to raise than two, surely. <laughs> then you get only child syndrome where the kid has more chance of becoming a little shit bag. Well, that's how you you yeah. got to keep driving them to the local prison and go. You swear you want to end up. <laughs> My dad's a a prison officer. When he graduated uh, his training, he was showing me and my brother around a a jail. Hmm. uh, And he just straight up locked us in a cell for like 20 minutes. Wow. And he was just like, this is what's going to happen to you if you fuck up. (laughs) So (laughs) So don't don't fuck up. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Reasonable. Yeah. Do you think it helped keep you straight? Yeah. I'm not really that criminally inclined, if I'm being honest. No. Like, I'm, I'm too much of a, a warrior. I couldn't do anything like steal, because I'd be like, I'd, I'd immediately second guess it and be like, I'm on camera. I, they know they've got a tracking device inside of the Beanie Baby. Like, <laughs> it'd, it'd just, you know, the guilt would probably consume me. It's the guilt that would get me. Yeah. It was, yeah, the guilt would finish me off. Yeah. I, I, I can do, like, you know, petty crimes. Maybe. Standing on the grass. Yeah, like like loitering <laughs> under a no loitering sign. <laughs> <laughs> no skateboarding. Well, I'm going to do it anyway until I get asked to leave politely. That should have been a thing, shouldn't it? No, no, her shoulder was slightly up. And the referee kicked the cameraman in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dangerous sport. I always remember my dad. I saw my dad this weekend and... Uh, we were chatting about all sorts of stuff. I remember it was a. It reminded me a few years ago when I was I was in his car and we were driving through town. And he said, Do "You know what the annoying thing is about getting old." He said, "Like, see, there's a police officer over there, right?" And he just looked over at this car and he's seen, and it's in his me, and he doesn't, and he doesn't think that I'm going to cause any trouble, like, and that annoys me. 
Like he thinks, oh, 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 he's all right. That's what you want. No, but he's like, <laughs> no, I want him to. I want. He says, like, when they go to the football, like they just. Like, let... Who are they going to arrest? They're going to arrest the guy that blatantly looks like a drug dealer. <laughs> or they're going to arrest your dad. Your wow. dad can have a car full of green. He can have whatever he wants. No, you stay off that bike. No. He only went after three. the seat. He only went after the seat. No. No, because that wasn't that wasn't an official. They are going to jump that barricade, Sonny. Get out of there. Yeah, you better run. <laughs> no. Oh, that's it. Smash the foreign motorbike. You were What saying, even is that foreign you bike? You were saying. Is it not a Kawasaki? It I, could be a Honda. I, I'm, it's uh, the square front's making me think it's a Honda. It reminds uh, me of the Kamen Rider bike a bit with that big flat front and like the, the swoopy back. There you go. It's America. all cosmetic damage at least. <laughs> no, just just replace the oh, just replace the panels, and you you're all gonna be just just don't, oh don't. no <laughs> oh um, there goes a panel. That's fine. You can just buy a new panel. You don't need to yeah. Just don't yeah. hit the motor or the engine or anything like that. It's well, just, the frame's oh, already gone. God. There you go. Oh no. Do you reckon if you if you chained up all of the people from Orange County Customs and made them watch this, that they'd all like have a heart attack? <laughs> oh no, Alundra. <laughs> Yay, she wins. Why isn't this mode in, in 2K23? Yeah. Press triangle to smash motorbike. I would fucking love if they just did... It, I don't know why they would ever think about doing it, but if they just did like a spin-off 2K game where it was just WCW. Oh. And you got to go back and do all of the major storylines, I'd fucking die. I'd be That'd so be happy. That'd be class. I guess you, you could can do an do ECW it. one. People would go mad for that. They'd just tie it all into the game, though. But it's like, I think if you just made a standalone one, like and you, you did with Battlegrounds or, you know, any of the others. And you packed it with all the characters. Yeah, just, just make it ridiculous. That'd have been great. So uh, that was that was Medusa versus Bulldogana. Uh What did Dave give it? One and a half. He gave it one and a half. Spot nice. on. Spot on. Ski. Fives, that is. Yeah. <laughs> so, so oh, shit. Yeah. It's the Steiners <laughs> on laptops. <laughs> Scott's just like, can you hit any of these keys? <laughs> I like, I love watching wrestlers learning tech. CompuServe. I love American like tech company names around this time as well. Like CompuServe. <laughs> like, and that logo. Yeah, man. Just Delicious. Look at it. If you could go back and live in the 90s for like the rest of your life, would you do it? I think at the moment I would. Yeah. Yeah. I often think I was born a few decades too late. Like I would have, I would have, I would have, I would have, I would have died in the sixties. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would have done all of the acid. Uh, but I, the seventies is kind of interesting, but it's not like that interesting. Seventies Britain, I guess, is interesting, but it's just very sad. Eighties mm. um, obviously seems like very tense, but exciting. Nineties was kind of like, oh, the Cold War's over, everything's kind of chill. Fuck yeah, As, and buildings Peace. are a bit grey. Yeah, that was 90s. brutalism was was bad. Like the holdover, we're, we're finally getting rid of most of it in Newcastle because we've got such beautiful architecture. We've got some really nice, beautiful brutalist buildings as well. There's uh, one up toward the Gallagher, um, where you've got like all of these huge, like crazy stones, like carvings in the side of it, and it's like mm. very flat, very square, but with just these like amazing, like just ah. Oh. There's, and then you've got the Pearl, which is thankfully been fucking knocked down, which was just that monstrosity. I think it was the Pearl, that big gray one, where it was just lunging out over oh. the road opposite the Tyne side, and it was all pebbled ash oh, and God, gray. Yeah. And it was like... That was just barely here. It looked like I somebody sellotaped loads of fucking Windows 95 logos together and <laughs> cut the tails off them. 
It's awful. <laughs> oh, it looked like your standard community court building. <laughs> like that kind. Middlesbrough Community Court has that. Has um has the plight of uh, the West Midlands, uh, be- the beloved West Midlands pub, the Crooked House, fallen upon your timeline? I, I saw that. So there was a 400-year-old grade two listed pub. Uh, and then mysteriously, it kind of got um, barricaded around with a load of fences. And then mysteriously, it just caught on fire. And now it's, oh, it's going to be flats. Yeah, and, it's, and it was demolished very Fuck quickly. That. I'm yeah. sick of this shit. Like there was somebody, really uh, I think it was one of my old landlords was telling me about why there's so much student housing. And it was basically because after a set time, depending on the city, that if you can keep that building populated with students for X number of years, the building then returns to you and you can do whatever you want with it. So in like 20 years, you're gonna have all these like primo fucking flats in the middle mm. of cities. But for the meantime, it's just like, fill them with students. So there's not enough. So they're sitting empty. Just fucking fill them with anything. Um, and it's it's bad, man. It, it's like you can't... New build house quality here is getting more and more terrible. And everybody's like, new builds are bad the world over. And it's like, look at fucking Scandinavia. Their new builds are amazing. Uh, and not much more expensive. But ours are just like, hey, it's a four-bed house. And you go into it and it's actually like a 90s two-bed house just with two extra walls upstairs. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like everything's just like a tiny little box now and it's just like I can't like for fucking 200, 300 grand are you on meth? Everyone's like just... are you on fucking meth? And it's all built by Bellway so you know it's going to fall apart and it's like because <laughs> I've lived in Bellway houses they fucking fell apart we moved into a brand new one when I was nine the fucking roof caved in in the kitchen within three months fucking hell because they hadn't secured the flashings. So liquid just sat and just went Jesus. through the roof. Uh, and they were like, there's nothing we can really do about it. It was like, you f- <laughs> fucking <laughs> fix it. <laughs> you fucking fix it, lads. Bloody hell. Yeah. But yeah, so um, I'm, I'm glad that came across. I, I had a pint in there, I think in 2013. Yeah. It's on my old neck of the woods. Lovely pub. Wacky little build because yeah. there's nowhere else like it. Like all the walls are misshapen and the and the, the floors are different heights. It's brilliant. It's my favorite pub I've ever been you in. You feel like you're pissed before you've had a drink. <laughs> my favorite pub I've ever been in uh, was kind of similar. It's it's the, the highest pub in Britain. Uh, Ooh. I think it's called the Tan Hill. It's up by a place called Reith, I think, in North Yorkshire. Uh, this is the place. But you go all the way up this massive fucking valley, like one side of the valley, and then mm. right at the top, there's just this pub. Uh, and it's the, the highest pub above sea level in the country. Uh, and essentially, I walked in and it was like Craggy Island. It was fucking wild. There was a guy <laughs> sitting there with like a guitar, like just, just strumming away in the corner. Everybody kind of looks at you like, tourists uh and then you kind of walk in sit down but then the vibe was really nice it was all like wood and there was a fucking fire going it was just it felt like going back in time fantastic yeah. oh. i think you'd really like it it's I a good like walk the up there as well yeah. it's a really good walk up there i like the sound of tannil i think it's not too far from catterick if you go down catterick and i think it's just a little bit further you get to wreath and then you kind of wreaths like really nice and then you go up from there bloody yeah i've i yes i've heard of that that pub because i'm pretty sure when we had the beast from the east and everything got just covered in snow, people got stranded, stranded there, in there. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's really high up. <laughs> yeah. Of all the places to get stranded during a snowstorm, oh no, a pub. Oh shit. Oh, how terrible. Everybody take a keg. <laughs> I'd be there going, oh, would you believe it? Like, we're I'd be there being the landlord going, prices have just gone up. <laughs> Drastically. 18 pounds a pint. Get on it. You want a ham and peas pudding sandwich? That's, uh, you got a house you can remortgage. <laughs> <laughs> Love, yeah, I'm so sorry that the, uh, like, we're still stuck here because of the snow. Hello, snow plows it. No, next door. Go next door. No, <laughs> still not turned up yet. We'll just be here another week, yeah? <laughs> great. 
I'm not sleep in a pub. I'm sure people. It sounds like the beginning of a of a like a rip off of the thing. It'd be like a genius idea if you did like a. They're all trapped there, just just trapped in the pub and slowly going stir crazy as they get drunker and drunker. There's a good film called Grabbers like that where it's about an alien invasion, um, and all of these people in the pub uh, just come out of the pub and realize that aliens have invaded Earth. But they can read people's brainwaves. But if you're drunk, your brainwaves aren't functioning properly, so they don't notice you. So they have to stay drunk the entire time to sort of save the world. And it's fucking brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's a great story. Yeah, Wait, a good... How old's that film? Uh, it was like 2013, maybe? It's called Grabbers. It used to be on Netflix. It's probably on Prime or something it's now. It's somewhere. Every film's somewhere now, isn't it? By the way, it's now Chris Benoit versus Dean Malenko. Which is... A bit of a blood feud. We've had Malenko yeah. getting involved and interfering with Benoit, potentially on the orders of Taskmaster. Um, we've had kind of not a lot of clarity around it on Nitro, but I think they might have fleshed it out a bit more on Saturday nights. But essentially, yeah, Malenko came down, shoved Benoit into a ring post, which cost Benoit a match against Eddie. Uh, and it, it's all just kind of flared up from there. It seems to stem around Benoit and woman's relationship going off of Jimmy Hart squeaking. But, you know, you can only make out about half of what he says. So <laughs> She's a mannequin, as he said to Elizabeth yeah. uh, yes, last week. Oh, that was it. Just, she's useless. What are you doing? <laughs> she's a mannequin. Poor Miss Elizabeth. She's there smiling. Yeah, because he, he came out trying to get um woman to leave Benoit's side, right? Mm. So uh, it's this is the only Hogwild event. Mm. Now, we know why, but we'll let you know why. Well, well, well. So... So the mar- world, world, world. <laughs> so the marketing for this show was done about three months before because that's kind of how it worked back in the nineties. You had yeah. to submit marketing months in advance. This is why on all the VHSs, Hulk Hogan's in the red and yellow and doing a lovely smile because he hadn't turned heel when they did all the marketing for yeah. it. So he's still a classic Hulk Hogan. Uh, they named the show Hog Wild, and once it was announced, they received a lovely cease and desist from the Harley Davidson company. You see, and I learned this, the uh, Hog refers to, it's an initialism for the company, the Harley Owners Group. Yes. Hog would also go on to become synonymous with motorbikes of yes. that kind of type, but it, it just kind of became its own word, I guess. Mm. And that was the thing, is like you, you could refer to any motorbike of that style as like a hog. Uh, but it obviously had a legal use uh, in terms of marketing. Mm, the and word, so, hog, the phrase "hog wild" is a phrase in the sense it's it's you know to go crazy like a, yeah. a pig running around the yeah the, the paddock is like a hog wild. So so it's like a double a double play on words, a double entendre, it's a double pun of your world. However, uh, referring to hog in a motorcycle sense was to quote the Harley Davidson company confusingly similar. Uh, now. And this is when they're trying to kind of start a bit of a relationship with companies like yes. Harley Davidson. Now, thankfully, Bischoff was able to smooth it over and said, look, we'll change the logo so it doesn't look like the Harley Davidson design. Yeah. And we will never run a hog wild again. We'll call it something else. And they went, all right, that's fine. That's fine by and us. Let, and they let it through. But uh, it could have it could have been ugly. It could have got hairy. Bischoff very much was one to go, hey, can we do this instead? No. It's one of those brands, though, isn't it, Harley Davidson, where I, I think it's just always going to endure. It's that like Marlboro. Like, even yeah. though cigarette marketing is illegal in most countries now, um, when you go overseas to, like, Asia in particular, you'll see just huge billboards still with, like, Marlboro Man and shit. And it's like, whoa. Uh, but it's just one of those enduring American staples, isn't it? Harley Davidson, Marlboro... 
fucking Budweiser, Coca-Cola, like Coca-Cola McDonald's, they're all just, they'll never die. Um, so it was pretty cool of them to be able to just be like, all right, we'll let it slide this time when they could have probably brought down the ban hammer of Jesus on them. Yeah, they said, they, they even said like in terms of the one group of people they didn't want to mess with legally outside of the WWF, it was Harley Davidson. Yeah. Because they, again, they, because they were this revolutionary. I think this even at this time, company. they were kind of like a lifestyle brand where you could buy Harley Davidson hip flasks and Harley Davidson jackets. And like, yeah. you know, they were, they were starting to transition into what you'd see more companies do down the line. Getting a Harley Davidson leather jacket was quite yeah. a, a statement. Worked in nearly every industry but the guitar industry. Every time a guitar company's gone, we're going to make lifestyle products, it drops off a cliff. What's that then, do you think? Uh, Marshall, it... it um, I think it's because the company gets bought up by a conglomerate who's then like, what are we just making amps and guitars for, guys? The brand should be on a couch. It should be on a rug that costs $700. Also, why charge two grand for the guitar when we can build them cheaper and charge 11 grand for the guitar? (laughs) And sort of the quality dips off. And I think the focus becomes um, financials rather than quality. Uh, at that point and it's sort of one of those things where as they kind of focus more and more on that stuff and then people are like but we don't really want the you know the martial amps stool we want a new martial amp uh, and can we work on getting the prices down a little bit on the older models now that the new models are out? Uh, and instead it's like, have this stool, have a toaster with the logo on it and just like all this <laughs> shit. It's like, do you want a Bluetooth speaker? Like, well, you do no. make speakers. So, you know, the, the Marshall headphones I used to edit with are like pretty good for, for what I need them for. But it's, it's just like, I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, the guitar industry seems to be unable to be like, lifestyle. Oh, I just can't quite... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if they just go too ham too fast. Like, none of them have unveiled a car yet, which is good. Like, but the second one of them is like, the Gibson Automobile. I'll be like, yeah. Built in our Kalamazoo plant. I'll just be like, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but it's, it's funny how they just, yeah, for those reasons, it hasn't really yeah. clicked in yet with... We got a nice little mid-air collision there from them. That was beautiful, yeah. mid-air collision. People talk about Ricochet, Logan Paul, and viral moments. <laughs> that. That was a true viral moment. This is where it begins. That's sweat on sweat. That's literally viral. <laughs> flesh on flesh. Hogan and Nash. <laughs> Back of a limo. Back of a limo. <laughs> limos are shaking. <laughs> Don't come a knocking. If the limos are rocking, fucking. we're probably a fucking. <laughs> that was it, wasn't it? Limos are rocking, we're probably fucking. <laughs> oh, oh, I hope I never right. interview them. I'll, I'll never be able to look them in the eye. Did, 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 did. I'm going to go to the toilet and I'm going to bring a drink Would you like one? Yes, please. Okay. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. Well, we got Ben Wire up going for the diving head, but, but just got cut off by Malenko there. Um, and now he's going to go for a cover. It's been pretty like hard hitting, but it's not entirely unexpected given the kind of lead in we've got here. We've got woman on the outside. Um, just sort of, I guess, you know, it's, it's weird. We're not going to really learn more about this story for a little bit, but Liz is there and I don't really know how this is going to end. Eventually, of course, this is all going to kind of bubble up into the um, the Taskmaster Benoit back and forth. Oh, nice pile driver! Nah, it's not going to put him away. Straight down again. She fucking screaming.
It must have been weird being there, though. You can't have had a good view if you were right at the front. Because it's what, like, the ring's about six feet, seven feet in the air. And then if you're far enough back, it's just really sparse. It doesn't really have that feel. And you've got people just sitting on, like, the hood of their cars. It's quite cool, but, like, you can see why it didn't really have that event feel to it. For people in attendance, at least. The referee jumping in there to stop Malenko laying in the strikes. And straight out the ring they go. I think this is sort of like a holdover period as well from here for Benoit. I'm not quite sure what happens next with him, but I think it's just kind of more of the same, kind of back in and around that same sphere he's been in. Uh, but eventually that kind of gives way to a more prominent position on the cards. Malenko, of course, is going to be like a standout feature of the shows for years moving forwards, uh, as will Benoit. But Benoit, uh, obviously, I, I feel like he does well in WCW, but he, he goes on to make his name like properly, properly uh, in, in WWE, of course. Especially with the kind of debut with the Radicals and everything. Oh, Malenko's again sent Benoit into the ring post. Oh, I hear a Tom. I hear a Tom. I hear a Tom. Can you ferme les door next time you head out, please? Can you ferme les door? You have to proper shove it. There you go. And it clicky clicks. Thank you very much. Ah, oh, chipsticks. Lovely stuff. So yeah, you've missed uh, not really a lot. They brawled, they fell to the outside. Uh, I didn't really know what to say, so I've just been kind of covering the, the action. Um, and essentially... Did you plug the Patreon? Uh, I didn't. Watch this. If you listen to this... Watch it on Patreon. If you listen to this, perfect. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you can look at our faces as well. But... Um, Malenko sent Benoit again into the ring post quite viciously, so Benoit's now holding his head. Ah, That's obviously, not very nice of him. Obviously a callback to like a month or so ago. Very rude. I think it was the first or second Disney taping. Oh, I think it was maybe the first, I think. Mm. So, do you remember when we talked about pineapples? Yes. And how I got people to bring pineapples along. Because you're a massive swinger. Turns out I'm a massive swinger. Yeah. We've had two emails. It's classic at cultaholic.com. Both labeled pineapple story. Okay. I've not read them yet. I thought I'd read them live. So if you wrote them, you've not been vetted. Good luck. No screening. No screening here. Good luck to you. Hi. So I have a pineapple sto- I have a story about pineapples triggered by Tom's story on the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review. This story is less funny. Okay, fine. <laughs> this story is less funny and has less people, and more importantly, less pineapples. So if it's cut for time, I absolutely understand the issue of less is less. Anywho, you could have saved time by not writing anywho. Um, <laughs> I have sat on the Bramall Lane Cop. 
in support of the mighty-ish blades known as Sheffield United. Up the blades. First team to be called United. Nice. Sheffield also invented such staples. How are you going to tell me your Wednesday, man? Uh, well, it's what we're recording on a Wednesday. Yeah. Tom's a Wednesday, if, man. If anything, if, <laughs> if anything, I'm a... I'm a West Bromwich Albion man. The old WBA. Yeah. Up the baggies. Called baggies because he used to wear baggy shorts. (laughs) Now, they also invented the crossbar. And for a long period of time, uh, the rules of the game were Sheffield rules or Yorkshire rules. If you're a poorly educated southerner, that's the fun fact. Sheffield rules football. Anyway, our cop has had seats as long as I've had season ticket. I've been sitting in the same seats as I was seven year old all the way until today. An almost 40-year-old wreck of a person. (laughs) Anyway, you've done anyway three times now. Uh, My pineapple story (laughs) brings us back. I do tend to roast some of the emails that come in. My pineapple story brings us back several years. Sat behind, I feel like I've read them for several years. Sat behind me are several lads who can be charitably described as boozy. And behind them, and to this day, is a man who seems to fight off age and joy with a shiv. And is charitably called grouchy. (laughs) Anyway, with our players in place, it's a cold Boxing Day afternoon. Some genius has decided 1pm is an ideal kickoff for a, a deal, ideal kickoff time. So everyone's full of Christmas cheer, turkey hate, and booze. The lads behind us show up with about a minute to kick off, as to and call them a state would be giving them more credit than Daytona on free play mode. <laughs> nice. The lad behind my brother turns to Grouchy and goes, I got your present, Merry Christmas, and for a brief period, all is right with the world, because Scrooge has been gifted a trinket from a pie. In the spirit of Christmas, it's a fucking pineapple. <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Inquires an incredulous Grouchy. You eat it, replies the lad behind my brother, and they turn to watch the game, implying that this is the end of the conversation. <laughs> the pineapple was not there upon leaving, so he must have took it with him. Anyway, He should have just eaten it. <laughs> Just made an absolute mess. <laughs> Rubbing his sticky hands on everybody. Thank you, Mr. Midas. Thank you very much. Mr. Midas 2K on that one. Oh, it's Mr. Midas 2K. Yeah, boy, Mr. Midas 2K. Well, uh, I hope the Blades do well for you this season. I don't support any real football team, but since Steph lives in Sheffield, I should probably pick a team, although Steph and Steph's family are Leeds fans. Oh. Because they're from closer over that way. So up the blades, yeah, and and up the leads as well. Dirty leads, as my dad calls them. <laughs> Dirty leads. It was the one thing when I went to uh, Magic Weekend that I was amazed hasn't died down. Uh, I'm not surprised though. It was just the sheer hatred for leads. The sheer hatred. Every other team had chance about leads. Every other team. It was amazing. <laughs> they just got a rep, mate. That that bit, that bit of Yorkshire's just got a bit of a rep. <laughs> Dirty leads. Hello, Tom and Sam on the Nitro Review. I've been a regular contributor to various cultaholic mailbags through the years. You might remember my embarrassing story about blasting Robert Palmer through some car stereos. Yes. At a DVD presentation. Yes. Great story, that one. Anyway, why is everyone right anyway? Have we, have we, used, have we got too many anyways? And we're trying to I get like used, a good anyway, Get Tom. them used up. I like a good anyway. I think, we, I don't mind, I like, no one likes a good anyway more than I do. I do enjoy my wife and some of her friends. I also enjoy, uh, and at the end of the day, <laughs> I do enjoy that. Anywho. Anywho. I keep. Uh, in 2021, I was living and working remotely from the Isle of Barbados. Nice. Because I figured if I was going to wait out the pandemic anywhere, why not do it in a place where the beach slaps my driveway? <laughs> Fucking yes. 
get in there. I wrote in to the Full Fat Weekly podcast at the time asking about the modern day spiritual successes of wrestlers of the past. For that podcast, Tom was putting in a shift for someone's absence. He remarked about me living in Barbados and wondered if my idea of a vacation was a place like Milton Keynes. <laughs> Milton Keynes, to be small, rather stereotypical English town of no distinction of poor weather. I'm not going to Google it. This is relevant in a second, I promise. I feel really bad now because I've acted like, wow, you were in Barbados. I've gone, oh shit, we've spoken. <laughs> I do apologise. I, I, we make like 11 hours of classic reviews and stuff every week and so on top much of, of it, 12 hours of wrestling yeah and so much 13 of hours of wrestling now drops, oh, and the rest oh my god uh, now on a recent nitro review tom related the story of his engagement party and how he asked attendees to bring a pineapple without having an out or an end in mind for the strange request maybe it's because i was listening to the story while enjoying my pint or four in my back garden the story really resonated with me Tom may not know this, but pineapples are the international symbol of hospitality. Nice. Spent 19 years working in the service industry. Bartender, waiter, hotel staff, security, chef. Uh, the, the Golden Pineapple Award is given annually all over the world by various hotel chains and resort groups. It's the pinnacle of hospitality excellence. That's sick. The pineapple is also the symbol for people who are down with the swinging, sex, not music, subculture. <laughs> but I discovered that after the fact, though, after the fact, through the power of the internet, and definitely not from Greg, my wife's very attractive personal trainer, <laughs> who works a lot at night. <laughs> Dave, you can write again, I like this. I digress. You certainly do. Uh, anyway, in Barbados, there is a section of the southwestern coast known as the Boardwalk. There are a bunch of restaurants and bars that dot the beach, you know, Ooh. like a boardwalk. Malenko just nailed him. Oh, was there wrestling and on? Then, <laughs> and then, like, just force-pinned him. It was good. Is that it? Oh. Oh. Oh, wait. Time limit expired. Pause that. I forgot there was wrestling on. <laughs> yeah. You always forget there's wrestling on. <laughs> so they just battered each other into uh, into oblivion. But they're equal. Neither man was the better. <laughs> you... Everyone wins. Everybody wins. I think Tony just tried to say the fans are winners. <laughs> and then he's got oh, shut down. They're carrying on. Oh, they've been given extra time. Extra time. Imagine that was it. Just one, two, three. <laughs> one last move. Right. The boardwalk. <laughs> Along one wall, there is a spray painted saying that says, Stand tall, wear a crown, be sweet on the inside. You're a pineapple. I've always loved that saying, and for an engagement party, it struck me as a very nice sentiment. I hold that hope for Tom and his good lady, Alex. They always stand tall, remember they are each other's king and queen, and they remain sweet to each other through whatever life throws at them, and they remain pineapples. Aww. All the bollocks to say that, Tom, if you ever need an out for a pineapple gag in the future, there now you go. you've got one. <laughs> Understand this isn't exactly helpful now, the moment's passed. Yeah, mate, you're fucking six months late. But as I mentioned no, before... quickly text everybody, tell them. You're a pineapple, but with no context. I'm a bit tipsy, and sense is an elusive sprite that I care not to chase at this point. Cheers to you and Sam, and all bother-related items and disclosure. Down your glasses, 
David Esposito from formerly Atlantic Shores, Christchurch, Barbados, and now Quincy, Massachusetts. Thank you very much, David. He's moved since... Yeah, lovely. Thank you very much. Thank you for two pineapple-related emails. If you have a pineapple-related story, classic at cold Yeah, you send them our way. We'll you send them our way. It doesn't matter what it is. You I just send literally it. won't vet them, and I will bring them to the table. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can say whatever we want within Fuck. reason on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's got a really, uh, really prominent fixation on uh, on the old Hogan Nash limo incident. I just think they were fucking. You think or you know? I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Ninety-two percent. How do you think it went down? I think. It was Hogan on top for a bit, then Nash on top for a bit at the request of Hogan. <laughs> Did they have to clear it with Eric first? Um, <laughs> I think, I think no, because I think that you shouldn't have to clear it with management. I think if if it well, you do the creative control, right? Yeah, but if you start dating, then you just kind of say, "Hey, look, just a heads up, <laughs> this is what's happening," and then you're gonna go, "Okay." So when Alex and I started dating, we were working together. And after the, you know, once we realized, oh, this is going to be a thing for a while, I just had a little chat with my boss and just went, just a little heads up, we're, we've started dating. I thought I'd... Tom, you're fired. You know, and <laughs> get out. <laughs> but it worked, it worked out well because she left the company a few months yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with me. She just went for somewhere else. <laughs> because there were all these rumors about her that I didn't start. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how those drugs got in her desk. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean the murder weapon was found there? She wasn't anywhere near the scene of the crime. <laughs> What's funny is when we worked together on radio stuff, we both got very different ideas as to what makes good radio. Yeah. And I'm very silly, and she's a bit more like, we can, can we maybe hone this and finesse this? I'm like, no! It needs to it be should, ridiculous. It should be this! <laughs> but she's normally right. <laughs> But it's nice that, you know, the main arguments we have over are over, like, things that we're passionate about. Yeah. And, like, I think it should be this, or I think it should be that. <laughs> I'm just not going to say it because I'm the one talking. You need to say it or I'll fucking have your life. Fair. <laughs> so we're, gonna, we're in overtime now. And the crowd are loving it. Mm. They were getting into it near the end. Yeah. Maybe because they thought it was the end. Yeah, now we've still got them going at it in the ring. Maybe it's a bit like, ooh. A bit like that thing where you're extra chatty with somebody when you know you're leaving a party. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they stay, you kind of drop back to where you were before. And I go, oh, no. Yeah. Now, there is an element of this story when it comes to Hogwild mm. that we haven't talked about yet. And ideally, I should have talked about it at the beginning. Oh, I will drop it in now then. Okay. They're just doing some leg hugs. Oh, so, oh the leg hugs are going on, right? Uh, at 3 p.m. on the day, this day, August 10th, 1996, due to high temperatures and a high demand for electricity, a major transmission line failure occurred and knocked out 4 million homes on the east-west coast states. The impact was immediate in areas such as San Francisco Bay, and it lasted for hours. Major power outage uh, was, whilst planes continued to land, take off the city's airports, it meant that um, the electric, electrically operated jetways were grounded, and it meant that obviously no one had any electricity, and Benoit wins! No! No! 
No. More overtime. More overtime. He, he went down for the pin at three. Referee started counting at two. Ah, wonderfully timed. Five more minutes. Five more minutes. Five more minutes. Crowd are booing. So it meant... Vociferously. <laughs> so this was a night. This was a double nightmare for WCW because obviously you're not getting any ticket fees for people coming in to watch the show. Yeah. Don't worry, they'll watch it on pay-per-view. Now, Formula and Holmes can't order the pay-per-view. <laughs> I think it's just an excuse. They sent one of the nasty boys down. He accidentally fixed slash broke the, <laughs> the Transformer. And I was like, Ted, see went out that's why nobody bought it <laughs> Eric where did you get that new shiny motorbike from a new shiny motorbike leather jacket wshop.com <laughs> he, just, he just slowly wheels it out of the room he's been <laughs> sitting on it the whole time in Turner's office <laughs> yeah famous power outage occurred beforehand so lots of people couldn't watch it on pay-per-view Meh. and so I don't think this was a financial success of a pay-per-view for WCW. No, but, but I don't it, think it, it was feels, ever designed It feels very much more like a marketing exercise of a pay-per-view. Mm. Oh. Oh. When this match finally ends, this crowd are going to go apeshit. <laughs> Is it me or are some of the crowd dispersed? Yeah, we've got people kind of retiring to go sit back on the top of their cars and stuff. Right. Which felt like it was a slightly thinner turnout than when the match started. Which is a shame because I know I've been reading at least two messages about pineapples and went for a piss during it. Yeah. It's a very good match. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mistake my somewhat ambivalence for a lack of match quality because it has been excellent. It's just one of those difficult ones where it's always a hard thing to do is that we need more overtime, we need more overtime for any audience. But when it's a particularly non-invested audience, mm. uh, then it's it's got to be an even tougher ask. And, oh. when you, and when you've not got like the commentators, like or the ring announcers announcing it. Oh, hello. He oh. got it. Oh. Crowd cheers. Bit of, that. bit of a cheap ending for what was a banger of a match, though, sadly. Yeah, but it still involved woman, and I guess it had to in some way with everything yeah. that's about to start kind of bubbling up. That's very true. Clocking in uh, 27 minutes, that was. So a long old match. Beefy boy. What did Dave give it? I'm going to say three and three quarters. Three, uh, four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. Dave really nice. liked it. From a technical standpoint, this was as good a match as you'll ever see in the United States, says the Observer. Crowd didn't get into it much because they don't know the guys and all the moves, but it was non-stop for almost 27 minutes with near fall after near fall. So Dave was a fan. It was very much a Dave Meltzer-esque match, wasn't it? Yeah, you can't really argue with it. No. And Dino Machino got, has has uh, has grievance because there was shenanigans at the end. Yeah, but the it's feud the must further continue. The feud. There you go. That'll be the best match we'll have all night. Just warm in. <laughs> well, from a technical standpoint, yeah. <laughs> oh yes, from from an entertainment standpoint, might stand that way as well. That's very crunchy hands you've got there. Store my joints these days. Oof. Would you go to Sturgis? Probably not, because no. I don't ride a bike. So it's like, if I rode a bike, I might go. Would you go along with like a tricycle? Just pull up. 
a really shit little pedal one. <laughs> Immediately get shot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they take it quite seriously. Yeah, I mean, it's a way of life for a lot of people, isn't it? Uh, well, you wouldn't want to, I'd want to just rock up and have a bit of fun with it. Yeah. And I don't think they would want that. Like going to a truck driver's meeting and go, I do streams about driving a truck. And oh. like, yeah, yeah, fuck off. And they'd all go, oh, yeah, Sam, we watch. Come on in and have a drink with us. And then I walk through the saloon doors and there's nobody there. And it's the scene from Goodfellas. Oh no! Yeah. And and Derek and the Dominoes, Layla starts playing. <laughs> oh, that's a sad bit. That is made me sad. Who we got? Who we got? Get somebody, oh, anybody the, out there. The, the crowd needs a knowable face. It's the uh, Steinies. Uh, he's knackered from looking at the computer for hours. He's just thinking about. It. He's like, "What's a CompuServe? And what's, oh. I've got AOL. Is AOL different? CompuServe? <laughs> Do I need to get CompuServe as well as AOL? Is Do I need a second computer? What is the internet? What just? What is it? And Scott's just like muscles and and meat. I taught my parents about VPNs while I was back home over the. Oh weekend. really? Because they go because when they go to. They're going to Florida in a bit. Yeah. And they're like, uh, but I was like, oh, so I can, so I can watch telly over here, but mm. not over here. And a few times my dad was like, are you sure this isn't illegal? No, it's completely legal. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, just don't worry, don't worry about it. Is it a bit illegal? I said, don't worry yeah. about it. It's fine. <laughs> it's all good. Don't stress it. And um, we got Harlem Heat and Sherry. Nice. Nice. No colonel so far. Oh, no, there he is. Hiding away. <laughs> Fucking Colonel. <laughs> this has been confusing, I'm not going to lie. Like, just this return to... It's nice seeing Sherry back, but then having her back with the Colonel after their wedding fell apart, and then yeah. the Colonel kind of just threw her to the side, and then she's back, and then all of a sudden the Colonel comes out like halfway through the match or something when she returned with them, and it's all just fine, and they, we, I don't... Uh, they kind of finished the, finished the story. Yeah, they, it's like they tied the bow. Not very neatly. It was pretty shittily done. Maybe they're trying to undo it and tie it again. But it's it's like... Because wasn't the reason that she was into... Nah, 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 Rob Parker? Because she banged her head. And she had a I think so, yeah. She banged she... her head and then that was it. But it's just sort of been waylaid by this point. Yeah. <laughs> so now she, does she just, just generally like him? Maybe. Maybe, maybe she just said, actually, I do actually love him. Yeah. It, was, it, took, it took amnesia and... Uh, coming out the other side of that to realise I love him. And he hangs dong. Oh, hello. There's uh, Cody Dina in the crowd there next to that lady in the American <laughs> bikini. All cheering for Sherry. Cheeky bit of Iron Cross. Oh. What's that mean? Uh, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Not on a work computer. <laughs> it's got uh, many meanings. It's tied to German military history, but at the same time, it, it's uh, it's it's a symbol that's kind of went and taken on a life of its own a bit. Multiple other meanings. Yeah, but I believe the Iron Cross was a, a medal awarded by the German government. Ah. For a long time, like World War One and beforehand maybe as well. With you. Oh, they don't like Harlem Heat. Look on your face. Whoa. They're like, come down here. If you see my... I don't know what he said. Seem very, very, uh, very anti-Halamie here. In Sturgis. This is a... Little kid getting in on it. Three little kids getting in on it. <laughs> this is a... It's a little bit uncomfortable. Mm, <laughs> Stop cutting to uh... it, cameras. <laughs> <sighs> I'm sure it's I'm sure it's Harlem's heat. 
and nothing else. <laughs> they look genuinely angry. It's like, wait, what? Like, what the fuck? They look genuinely angry. What set them on such edge about fucking Harlem Heat? Right, Sturgis. Saying, I ain't saying Sturgis. nothing, Sturgis. You've got to answer for yourselves. I ain't, I'm not saying anything. I'm just, it's I the most recall, heat anyone's had all but, night. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> you could say that. Ooh. It's the first time we've seen an audience <laughs> literally... <laughs> seen an audience God. just being like, get down here and fight us. There is... This is... What... <laughs> M.M. Ooh. <laughs> this is... Wowzers. I'm just... This is the most anyone has reacted to anyone all night. Yeah. I'm dead. It's, it's been uh, an interesting one so far. It's... Yeah. It speaks volumes a little bit. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe they just really like the Steiners. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they're just really big fans of the Steiners. They just love the Steiners. They can't get enough of that Scotty, Scotty stuff. We really want to help the Steiners and fight Harlem Heat instead. But this is, but in terms of the aesthetic of all the noise, it's cool. But this is the loudest it's been. Yeah. Oh, we got a Confederate flag there. Oh, this is great. This is going really well for you, Sturgis. Yeah. It's going. <laughs> it was a lot more prominent in, until the early 2000s, I will say that. It wasn't out the ordinary to see a Confederate flag at the time. Whoop. I think they just really like the Steiners. The, the good old boys. The Scott Steiner brothers. America boys. Yeah. America boys doing America <laughs> things. Middle fingers for Stevie Ray. This just seems to be falling apart. <laughs> they, I don't know whether they had a plan or whether they've just gone, let's just, we can't really ignore how loud the crowd are. Yeah. You know how Hogan Rock sort of changed in midair? Yeah. And they became, when Rock became the heel and Hogan became the face, because they just went, we can't ignore the crowd anymore. I don't think Harlem Heat are turning face, by the way. I, I, <laughs> the crowd are making it very clear they're not fans. So lean into it. Even the Colonel's confused. I don't know. Here we go. Wrestle. Now, there is the a crowd is now silent. Oh, they're back there again. It's all good. I wonder how much of the match you would... Sort of, I mean, I love the idea of being in, in a moment where you're having to twist the match on a dime. And go, yeah. Okay. Very stressful, though. I remember when North Wrestling, years ago, it was the Sons of Ulaid, yeah. Rory Coyle and uh, Bass Ban mm. versus um, Chuck Mambo and... Who's he teaming with? It was Chuck Mambo and somebody else. It wasn't TK Cooper. It was... Uh, they were called Sweet Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they had a match, and Sweet Jesus were the baby faces, but the North lot just loved just it. Just wouldn't Sons have of it, yeah. And they said the one regret that we had is that we didn't 
do a Rock Hogan and twist it mid-match. We kind of went through the motions of the match, yeah. but it was all skew-if because it was babyface <laughs> comebacks to loud boos and yeah. heel cut-offs to cheers. It's just... That kind of atmosphere, though, is stuff I like when they, it's unexpected. Yeah. It's always fun. Pastor Bill Eva. There he is. Ah, yes. William Eva. Sweet Jesus, they were called. But yeah, to be in that where like where the where the mood is turning, and you just go, how do we how do we do this? Incidentally, my afternoon tea with Jeff Jarrett is on the podcast is on the YouTube channel today. Nice. And we ask him about the time where he thought as a bad guy he went a bit too far. Right. And uh, he tells a lovely story when he went. Yeah, that's when I knew that was. Did you ask yeah. him about getting held at gunpoint? No. That was like getting held at gunpoint in the ring is just like one of the more crazy what-the-fuck moments. Weirdly, that wasn't the moment where he went, I've gone too far. <laughs> Jeff? <laughs> we had a lovely afternoon tea. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett and I. It's, uh, it's certainly an interview I, you know, he's probably going to remember is when you rocked <laughs> up with the afternoon tea set. He said we went viral backstage at Dynamite. That oh, was his words. <laughs> I, spoke, I spoke to him again on Friday and he went, you went, you were viral backstage at Dynamite because everybody was looking at like, oh, is Jeff having an afternoon tea in England? <laughs> yeah. I, I happened to interview Jeff on Friday afterwards mm. for the, uh, about the rest, the WrestleQuest launch. Yeah. And, um, he said, of all the ham and eggers that I spoke to on Monday, you were the the least of the worst. Like, Thank you, Jeff. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's about as good as you're going to get from Jeff Jarrett. I will hold my <laughs> head up high and I will wear that proudly. <laughs> the least He's not going to have a nice word to say really about anybody but himself. Especially after what he did to my mate Grado. Livid yeah. With, livid with Absolutely him. Absolutely laid him out. Livid with him. Oh, oh, they're back on the hem hem. Someone's thrown a bottle in. And the horns now. The horns. That's a worry. If someone chucks a bottle in, that kind of opens the floodgates for others then. Oh, yeah. They've, um... Like the ECW toss me a chair moment. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful. Oh. Oh, easy, Ricky boy. Rick, like slipped on the ropes there, I think. <sighs> Rick Steiner does a lovely, meaty clothesline. Oh, yeah. Oh. Everything he does is a lariat. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing he does is a like even if you're running into it, it's running into you at higher speed. <laughs> <laughs> Scott just headbutted him in the dick. Pocketty is furious about it. They're noisy here. I'm enjoying that somebody's brought their um their RV. And every time we cut to the hard cam, we can see their house. <laughs> or their RV. <laughs> Every time we go to the hard cam, we can see their house. Not their house. I mean, their <laughs> house on wheat. The, the, oh, it's not even there. I'm not being offensive, am I? No. <laughs> I don't not. You can see in their window and they're making... They're just... Just, I don't know why, but what <laughs> popped into my brain was the the Brass Eye episode where it's like this pedophile disguised himself <laughs> as a school and it was like a giant house on wheels just driving down the Please street. Please stop him. He really yeah. is a shit. <laughs> Incredible bit of telly that was the brass eye, just brass eye in general. Pedophile special. Yeah. <laughs> you, it wouldn't. I know. I know. Everyone says a lot about TV shows. It would not happen yeah. on mainstream television today. No, you couldn't do it. But it was, it was incredible. You couldn't even get away with monkey dust these days. I don't think. It was just very uh, bleak. Very, very was, bleak. Yeah. Yeah. It was. 
I think, oh. I think we've talked about Monkey Dust in a watch along with It's like one of my favourite uh, animated yeah. shows of all time, I think. I think it's actually the first BBC Three thing I ever watched. Really? Yeah, I think it started on BBC Two at Stupid Late at Night. Um, and then it moved over to BBC Three. But you can only get, I think, one season or two seasons on DVD. But I think there's three or four. So someone's got them somewhere. Oh, yeah. It's just they um, they never got a release because of a rights issue, I think. But other than that, I think they, they have appeared online from mm. time to time where people have VHS taped them and stuff. It's funny we have access to all this material these days, but I still get funny about... What do you mean they've never released it? Like, why, why are you holding yeah. it on? The heartbreaking one for me is that there's so many, like, like Kenny Everett used to, like, all of Kenny Everett's shows used to be recorded, yeah. TV and radio, but so many of them have gone forever because BBC would save money by just writing right over the, the tapes. Like, yeah, It's what um, they used to do with wrestling. So it's like, mm. it's why a lot of companies and a lot of territories, there's just not, there's just massive stretches of time where there's no footage, and it's because they would just tape over the tapes until the tapes wore out and then bin them. Because it was like, what do we need to keep them for? And it was like, keep them because it's your fucking video library. Yeah. But the concept of that just wasn't that developed at the time. So it, it's kind of like, you understand it, but at the same time, it is like, you know, imagine if you had all that Kenny Everett stuff now and they had all the rights to use it. You could launch your own Kenny Everett on demand. Bloody hell, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Just pull up any show you want. Done. But as you say, that concept was so far away. Oh, yeah. Like, massively far away. It was... Uh... But annoying to look back on. <laughs> go, why? <laughs> you recorded over Hogan versus Lawler. They haven't seen the advert yet with Bill Gates sat on top of a massive stack of paper going, this is how much paper you can fit on one of these with a CD-ROM in his hand going, <laughs> while he's like holding the safety harness. <laughs> Never went, no, it's evil. Well, we've been going to CD. Yeah, to get rid of the CDs, bring back the floppy disks. We're going to start, we cut, we're cutting out CDs. There isn't really the nostalgia for CDs, is there, that there is for like cassettes and floppy it'll discs? It'll come back because there was no nostalgia for minidisc uh, until minidisc kind of had a bit of a reboom because the, the fidelity of the audio is fantastic on minidisc. So a mm. lot of people uh, kind of got back into that. So I think CDs will probably have their heyday, but at the same time, I think they were so mass produced that they're just always going to be a thing, mm. I think. Like, you know, maybe not commonplace anymore but i think it'll always be a thing because we're using extensions of it anyway like blu-rays and all that stuff yeah that's true but then people are just phasing that out so they can stream instead and it's like just buy the film then you own the film and then you got it you watch it whenever you want instead of having to sign up for a trial an now tv that you forget about and then boom 20 quid comes out your account three days oh, later oh mate we have yeah. all played that <laughs> game the trick is and here's a life hack if you do stuff like that but you do it through your phone you can get an app can't you well, no, I tend to, because if I've done that through my phone, it'll mm. go like, oh, do you want to subscribe? Oh, uh, bums rush for Rick there. Jesus, that's a long way down as well. Oh, no, it's okay. We're on uh, the bottom yeah, bit. He's that's on fine. He's on fine. The, I thought you got all the, the way elevated down. bit, not the floor. Oof. Um, if you do it on your phone, so obviously you'll go into your Apple subscriptions. Yeah. And it'll give you a seven-day trial. The moment you do it, go straight into subscriptions and click cancel. Like, the next thing you do, and they'll go, you can use it for the next seven days still. Okay, <laughs> and then they'll ask it. Now I've got to worry about it. It was Amazon Prime channels that got me, where it'd be like, oh, you know, you accidentally yeah. forget about the fact you subscribe to MGM or something. And then it'd be like, yeah, so there's your 14 quid coming out. And I'm like, for what? It's like, for MGM. And I'm like, great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> like, fucking hell. No alert. Alex did one a little while ago where 
she ordered this like um, mindfulness app. Was it, it was a Gaia? Seven... No, it wasn't Gaia. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it was a seven Ooh. day free trial, and then it was a year subscription. Yeah, and then she forgot about it. So and she had to pay for the full year. Woke up and there was like seventy nine ninety nine taken out of her account. And she was, in, she was beside herself. I said, hang on, leave it with. A bit of my dad comes in then. <laughs> and I just email them and go, hi, we didn't want to keep it. Yeah, this we've happened. not watched it since. Yeah. So. And to be fair to them, within yeah. a couple of hours, they went, okay, we've processed a refund. You have a window to, to ask for a refund, but usually it's like you can't have watched anything because Prime did it to me. Prime charged me uh, without telling me. Mm. Like the, the date had moved. Um, and it came out at an unexpected time, but because it charged me at midnight and i was still sat on my couch watching something for over an hour it went yeah you've watched over an hour mate you're paying for that oh, you and i was bastards. like oh you bastard yeah bad shit yeah be mindful of seven day trials there's some advice from your <laughs> friend sam and tom be mindful of seven day trials they'll catch you they'll kill you <laughs> they'll get you there's one I've got, which is Face App. And I'm sure there's something sinister about it, but I, I just like sending pictures back and forth with me and my brothers of us two with like altered faces. Yeah. Just, it's, so I, so I'll, I'll happily eat $6.99 a month <laughs> just so I can just send shit pictures to my brother. And also, when I do the camera version, you can do like a camera on the, the face, you can do a, a selfie yeah. camera, and there's an old man mode, and I look exactly like my dad. And it freaks everybody out. <laughs> so I just send videos to everybody going, all right, sir, all right, lads, how you I doing? Think, I think the only frivolous subscription I've got at the minute is my AI subscription. And I'm going to knock that on the head for a few months because I, I don't really use it as much as I did. Mm. Uh, but at the minute, yeah, that's, I think that's the only thing I really pay for. I was talking to mum and dad about AI on the weekend as well. <laughs> and I said, this is taking our jobs. <laughs> I took care of James. <laughs> You record a voice now, enough of a voice. You, you, it's scary. They how can good, do it from this. Yeah, voice Some, tools are. Yeah. Yeah. You can, if if you've got clean enough audio of somebody talking, and you're laughing. I mean, if some, I mean, I mean, let's think, what, what pay-per-views have we got on the horizon that are a bit crap? New Blood Rising 2000? Yeah. If by that point someone's made AI and can just use our voices. We'll just let them do just, it. There you yeah. go. Do an AI. There you go. We'll just mute the mics and eat pizza and pretend we're talking about wrestling. And then it's and just, you just tune in. It's just our voices going, here it is, <laughs> WCW, New Blood Rising, which is from May of 2000. <laughs> 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 Pizza enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> New WWE rice pudding. <laughs> it's the best rice pudding. It was a weird time, that, when AI How was still a bit derpy. Yeah, I, I quite liked it when it was derpy. Yeah, it was innocent, wasn't it? The thing now is, it's now, just terrifying. Yeah, oh, the, the, spins up. Who's that guy on the roof? Is that Uncle Howdy? <laughs> it's the, guy it's the wall, brother. It's the, oh, I love that. Oh, that's a couple of years away, though. Big Jerry Toot. Jerry Toot on the roof going, choke slam motion. And Hogan going, I can see you. Hogan doing the great escape. I could see that pin on the floor over there. My eyesight's fine. I can see perfectly. There's the wall, brother. <laughs> Hogan trying to get on that bus for the Great Escape. <laughs> it's years away yet, though. That's a shame. But be rest assured, at least for now, in terms of AI, you'll always know if it's AI just by counting the fingers. Because <laughs> AI no, can't see, contemplate. No, it's, it's, it's gone well, way past that now. Has it figured out of hands? Yeah, you can do hands, no problem. Oh, shit. Yeah, you might get an occasional extra finger, but you can just um, sort of variation it out. 
Oh no. Yeah, see if you if you just specify like hand holding cricket bat, you will often just get the right number of fingers positioned properly. Like it, it's figured all, oh, like, all the hand stuff out. Bugger. Yeah. Was any if you ask for like ago. paintings, the hands get a bit weirder. But if you just want a straight up image like a photograph and you put in all the right keywords, you, you're laughing. And he's just learned, oh, there's five fingers on a hand rather yeah. than 17. Yeah, with each model, they just improve it and improve it. Terrifying. Scary. It's starting to get dark. It really, in every sense of the word. Get your headlamps <laughs> on. Get your headlamps on. Oh, yeah, we could be lit by headlamps. What if the power goes again? We're going to need it. That's true. Has it just been a long match, or does the sun just go down quick in Sturge? I think it's a little column A, little column B. <laughs> Plus, they've all had their beer at this point, so they're all a bit lively. <laughs> yeah. you got to think the more dedicated people will be the only ones left as it's getting dark. Yeah. The ones that have been drinking all day. Plus, all they're waiting them. for Hogan, so... <laughs> oh, freedom powder. No, 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 no. He spilled it all on the floor. Oh, no! He hit Booker with it. He's blasted. He hit Booker with it. By accident, I think. But... Yeah, but... Like... <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking that Colonel, man. You had one job. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> he threw what? He... So he threw the powder straight at Booker T. Yeah, and then at Scott. <laughs> I wonder if they'll show the replay. Well, well done, Colonel Rob. Another another weird finish from Rob Parker. He seems to always get the timing wrong on shit. He's got another wedding to get to. Just <laughs> My little admiral's Scott pie. Ducks. Okay, All right, so yeah, makes sense. Right, okay, Scott Ducks but gets then, Booker, ah, and but then it's like, oh shit, no, and then Sherry gets him. Right. Sherry was ready for the for a plan B, and then Colonel broke oh. the walking stick over his head. So Sherry didn't think that Rob would get it right. What does the referee do at this point when they find the, the handle of the walking stick and they go, oh, this wasn't in the ring beforehand? More than a job do they just it. think that it comes from, like, on high? Like, oh. God just leaves them presents. <laughs> like that bottle just bounces in the ring that she seems to be just lobbed it in yeah. there. I was like, oh, some gifts for me in the ring. No time for that now. I must count this unusually quick three count. They should have given it a real honky-tonk vibe and given it big cages round all of the crowd so when they're throwing their glass bottles, they're just smashing on that. <laughs> That would have been amazing. Oh, we got a hot air balloon. The Look most it. 90s treat oh. of a travel method, I think. Do they still do people still do hot air balloons? Yeah, no? you still see them if you go out like toward the Derwent Valley, you'll see them quite a bit. But um it's I've always kind of wanted to do a hot air balloon. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know why. Oh, it's the Mall of America. It's Sting. Uh, it's the Steinies. El Steino. Oh, oh, little Peppy. Pepe Mongo. Little Peppy. Obviously, he was sending best wishes to Mongo, so yeah. he was he was uh, taken into intensive care last time we heard, and mm. nothing but love for the friends and family of Mongo. Seen a marked improvement, but either way, love to Mongo. Yeah, nothing love but love to, to Mongo. Mongo. He's one of the standout things about these early nitros. Like yeah, he's just his boardiness. Uh, you know, his in-ring stuff improves. You know, we give him some stick for his in-ring stuff, but at the same time, he's just entertaining. Yeah, just just gets it. Just energy. Yeah. Just 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 charisma. Out the wazoo. Oh, Medusa on a hog there. On her Harley. Wait, was that group. the same one she rode down to the ring or not? I 
think it was. It better have been for continuity <laughs> purposes. Do you think she borrowed somebody else's? Oh, what's that loving glance there between Sting and... <laughs> I thought they were on the same bike for a second. <laughs> Dally. <laughs> it's quite a loving glance there. Oh, I, lo- I, like, I like how Bubba Rogers is in the... Uh, Big is in Bubba. the departing pack for Hogwild. They all rode there, didn't they? Well, which is what we're seeing. But I think they legit rode there. The theory is they all drive there. It's part of the journey, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, he's getting a backy. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> They're having a lovely time. What would you do if you like? You go, oh gosh, I've got to, I've got to drive to Sturgis on a bike. I can't ride a motorbike, but I haven't told them. Like, it, Just you, guess. at what point are you in too deep? <laughs> You're like, oh no. <laughs> Can't drive Just this. pushing yourself along the road like this. Someone got married. See that then? Someone's getting married. It's the it's most Sturge. romantic place in the world. <laughs> People say Disneyland and all that shit. So I know Sturgis motorbike rally. <laughs> That's the place to get married. Yeah. There they are, happy couple. Santa's there. This looks like a Mustache lovely man. time. <laughs> Kid Rock. Lots of beards and on some of the men. Tattoos. Now, Sturgis looks like a laugh. Big Sturgs. <laughs> Big Sturgs. What is there anything? Is there anything like this in the UK? Probably, yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, passion for bikes over here. Like we have a, a good history with motorbikes in this country, so I, I think yeah, there'll be likely something similar. There's got to be. Silverstone. Because I know uh, in Newcastle on Westgate Road, there's a lot of bike shops there that people still sort of make pilgrimages to from all over Europe. They'll ride over and they'll visit the shops. Wow, really? Yeah, because there's a lot. I think there's like vintage bike shops and stuff there. Oh. Uh, it could be Tesco Car Park. Oh, it's, it's always... the Team Valley meetup, isn't it? <laughs> they just go and they, they take over the Team Valley Car Park. And that's what you want. Sturgis Motors like a rally. Team Valley meetup. <laughs> <laughs> going to go and show you my car and show how much it revs. <laughs> Never got that world. Um, if you go, you know, if you have a lovely time. <laughs> If you're going on Friday to Team Valley to rev your car with your mates, I hope you have a great it's day. It's fucking weird. Here comes Eddie. Yeah, Which means we're getting flair. He has been on a flipping tear at the moment. Yeah, this Eddie is like Guerrero. the making of Eddie as a single star here in the States. Like, just in terms of like this level, obviously, he's, he's obviously had some absolute barn burners everywhere he's been. But like... In terms of getting that kind of concentrated push, he's the first of the smaller guys that's getting it, it feels, to this level. Uh, Ray's obviously well on the way, but it feels like Eddie's just slightly in front of him. And now it's time for the Fleur. If you're watching Flair, he's arriving at 1 hour and 40 minutes in 41, 42, 43, 44, And this ends 45. at 2 hours 18. <laughs> <laughs> long way to go, yeah. 251, 251. Oh, very long way to if you, go. If you, need, if you need a Jimmy Riddle or a coffee, now's the time to go and get one. Yeah, Flair's entrance does take a long time. <laughs> oh, and they're back once again with the ill behavior. D4 damager. Woman and Elizabeth. Woman in her America. They're going to cheer her if they're not careful. They're going to cheer anyway. It's Ric Flair. Yeah, it's true. They do say <laughs> Ric Flair is one of the guys that gets, like, as you're going to see, according to Melts and stuff, gets the hot reaction because he's one of the guys that even the casual fans yeah. know. You know, it's bloody Ric Flair. I mean, woman looks great in that outfit. Don't get me wrong. I've not hmm. really, I've not. Um, but you want the lines to be clearer here. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I haven't perved over woman in a good few hours. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, it is a it is a sensational outfit that she has going on. <laughs> Big fan of it. And then Elizabeth is there. Who just always oh, just like, I'm having a blast. She's having a great day. <laughs> Ever since Jimmy R called her a mannequin, I think I'm looking at a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> This is Flair. Like this, it's funny how Flair's always. Uh, it kind of went. Flair looked like Flair mm. from like the mid eighties, yeah, till two thousand and three. Yeah, and then, and all, then of all of a sudden, sudden turns just, into a raisin. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? So weird. Yeah, like on SmackDown review, we're in two thousand and one, and he's general manager. Yeah, he's, one our, he's, he's a co-owner. It's like he he, he, he like accidentally Flair. fell asleep in the sun, and he's gone all like sun dried. Yeah. and it's like what, what happened, Rick? What happened? He looks like a bit shorter and a bit. I can't. You know what? You know what? I really, really, really can't wait to get to Mm. is when David has Rick put in the asylum. Oh, that is going to be a magical time. When we get to ninety eight, ninety nine, and it starts becoming absolute bollocks, you are going to have the best time of your life. And Scott Hall just turns up in the asylum. He hasn't been on telly for months. (laughs) He just walks past and goes, "Is Scott going back?" No. We got Roddy Piper coming in as president of the world. We've got Goldberg very soon, actually. It's mid-96 now. Toward what? What date is this? Uh, This is... Is it July, August? Uh, Oh, it's August the 4th, August the 5th. So I think within... Is it like March of 97 Goldberg comes in? Mm. So, well, it's not comparatively very long. It's not comparatively very long. It'll be a while before we get there in podcast form, but Goldberg's on the horizon soon enough. But Flair had this look about it for years. Oh, yeah. And it's just funny how he just was always old. Yeah, that's it. Like, I, I, whenever I think of Ric Flair, like, he's just an old guy in my head. Like, yeah. it's, it's just it. Born old. Like John Tenter, just born at 50 years old. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I believe the next time they have a match after this will be 2002, I think. These two. Yeah. I don't think they have another match on telly no, until 2002. It's a very rare outing for Flair and Guerrero. But this is because Eddie's had such traction. Yeah. He's kind of starting to rocket his way up the card, but it's mm. not being done in like a, a crazy manner. Now they're just leaning into him a little bit, and it's mm. been good fun. I've enjoyed it. What was your first impressions? Was your first, remember your first time you saw Ric Flair? Fuck knows. It'll have been uh, it'll have been WCW, but yeah. I I remember my parents were like, "Fuck's sake, Ric Flair still." Uh, <laughs> so it was like, yeah, I, I think initially it was like, "Oh, he's just some old guy that's been around forever." Um, and then slowly I was like, "Okay, I quite like him. Like he, he he's he's just hateable, really, really hateable." Um, and I think yeah, it, for me it was more just kind of like I knew he was a big deal because they told me how much of a big deal he was, but it wouldn't be until years later where I realized like how much of a big deal Ric Flair really is. What about you? Right, I remember he was in the, when he was in the WWF, it was his run when he walked into the real world champion. Yeah. I was only little, and I was a big Hulk Hogan fan, yeah. and he annoyed me. He's going, <laughs> he says he's the champ, he's not the champ. He's not the champ. Why he is he pretending he he's the champion? That belt's not even the right belt. Yeah. Well, it's got his name on it. And then, he, and then he won the Rumble, and I was so upset. I was so, I cried. Ric Flair won the Rumble. Well, you know, it's investment. Yeah, I was, I was invested, but I wanted Hogan to beat him up. But I never, I was one of maybe the ten people that wanted Hogan Flair. 
Because I'm wondering how we're going to beat him up. You go. And I'll just oh. sit here and go, I wonder how we're going to beat up Flair. Would you like knowing bringing back? Oh, what are you getting? I'm alright for a drink now, I think. Oh, can you bring me some water? Yeah. Please, thank no you. A glass off, thank you. Yeah, I remember, I'm a Hogan, I wanted really, Hogan to really beat up Flair. That was my one. Didn't get it until WCW in like the 1994, by which point, didn't, didn't care anymore, I just didn't. We thank you for joining us, by the way, for Hogwild 1996 on the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review Retro Reactions. Uh, you can... If you so feel inclined, uh, watch this on Patreon if you're not doing so already. Patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic, where you can, for a monthly fee, you can watch every classic review in video form. Obviously, we can't show you the footage because that's copyright. World Wrestling Entertainment slash Endeavor slash TKO Holdings. But... We can show you our reactions to it. You know how you watch live reactions to pay-per-views every month? It's like that, but slightly different. Uh, and you'll get early access to some videos that we do as well. Some of the Lately, some of the worst shows ever and the weirdest shows ever, we've had early, early access on the Patreon. So you get early access to some stuff as well. And if you listen to the Cold Solid Wrestling Podcast, you can vote in the Hall of Fame as well. Patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic. And of course, if you, would, if you love listening to these classic reviews and you like to be in one, you can do that as well. On Monday, we had the Cultaholic Classic Raw review with myself, Jack Atkins, and the wonderful Mike Staley, who is one of our uh, Patreon supporters. And he paid to be a part of the show. So he's a supporter who got to co-host an episode with myself and Jack Atkins. We had a lovely time. Could be you next. Mm -hmm. Patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic. Would love for you to be a part of a future one. We have a lovely time. As you can see, it's myself, Sound Driver, and now Ric Flair and Eddie Guerrero. And Eddie with a gorgeous headlock. A cheddar gorgeous headlock on Ric Flair. Eddie's rise here has been brilliant. I didn't... Again, it's nice for me because I didn't. Well, I wasn't a WCW kid growing up. I was a WWF kid, so I didn't watch a lot of these WCW pay per views. So I'm watching all of these like fresh. So it's interesting to see how early the rise of Eddie Guerrero was because I always assumed that Eddie was like a, a guy that just sat in sort of the cruiserweight division. But to see him like getting amongst it with guys like Ric Flair, like you realize just how early that rise was. I was saying I was always surprised from watching, doing the classic Nitro review, because I didn't watch Nitro, I was always surprised at how early the rise of, Flair, of Eddie Guerrero was. Oh, yeah. I always assumed he was like a cruiserweight guy. Oh! No, Eddie, oh! Gets, to, Eddie gets to being a big deal very quickly. Power just went out. It's those bloody nasty boys. <laughs> it's the nasty bastards again. They turned again. off the wrong one. <laughs> hey, we're back. It's fine. Oh, kind of. I think that's just the stage lighting that they've lit up. Oh, no. The main event does get quite... It's like that w, uh, WWF house show in Germany in, like, 93. Or was it, like, 96, where Vince was just angry at the whole thing because uh, the power was just shit. Ooh. There was, like, barely any light, and the whole show kind of looked like this, but in a dark room. And um, it's one of the only ones where there's very little footage of it out there, I think, because of it. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm. We watched um, In Your House Beware of Dog recently. Yeah. Uh, that was the one where the power just went out after the third match. <laughs> and the whole arena was in darkness. They couldn't they couldn't broadcast it. 
And they like lo- that Super Bowl that one time. Is that happened at the Super Bowl? Yeah, like, I think it was during the third quarter. Just power just went off, and it was off for like over half an hour. So the players are having to try and stay warm, and obviously it's such a long game anyway. There's still plenty of time left to play, and it was just like fuck. <laughs> you got to stay in the in the zone, haven't you? Mm. And, and you got to keep going. Bloody hell! Oh, lights are kind of back. They're sort of back on. But they had to redo a lot of the matches for Wear a Dog the following night on the Raw taping. It's such a messy show to watch. It's like they pretended that Bulldog won the title. <laughs> you bastards. You've seen British Bulldog's getting his own beer brand oh, soon. Oh, mm. yes. Very excited. Looking forward to that. We are ordering 10 crates. <laughs> yes, we are. We are all. Jack Atkins doesn't drink. I will make him drink one. No, I'll, I'll drink it for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, but Eddie, um, Eddie's kind of uh, a very quick rise, and then he becomes just sort of such a main featured part of the show. But th- there's very much a ceiling there, and that that's going to be the kind of sticking point with Eddie, and with the rest of what we're going to be the radicals. Yeah, and the, and hence how they end up leaving. But yeah, at this point, it just if it, it feels it feels very natural him being. At yeah, this his, level. his his build has been like really, really just nice and natural. There's nothing any anything overly forced. He's just a dynamic performer, and he's offering stuff that people aren't really offering on the rest of the card. I tell you what's what's interesting about this show, and I've noticed a few times people got thrown to the outside. I'd be Terrified because you've got like the outside bit, then you've got a sheer drop yeah. to the floor. So you've got to be you have got to be so mindful of where your feet land. Oh, I wouldn't give a shit. Burn it <laughs> under everybody off it. Just, just <laughs> like, if they bounce on their head there, they get at least the soft landing on the mat, which means it's going to save them and they'll have no neck injuries at all. And then they'll flip forward and then like mangle their feet on the floor <laughs> and I win by default. Just, the, just all the feet bones. If a referee tries to get me out of the ring, if a ref tries to get me out of the ring and be like, it's not your match next, I'll be like, try me, buddy. And I'll throw <laughs> him out the same way. First opponent comes down, throw him out. And then the second one comes down, maybe do a bit of chain wrestling, then throw him out. <laughs> you got to give the crowd some wrestling. <laughs> you got it all planned out. You yeah. should have wrestled at Hogwild. Burning hammers for everybody. <laughs> Was there ever the thought of you wrestling? Nah, like I didn't really know much about how to get into it or anything like that. And I didn't realize that there were like schools and any of that stuff. I was always just sort of like a a spectator. Because quite a few people who obviously watched it get a little taste for it, don't they? Yeah, well, quite a lot of people. That's, that's, you know, how they enter the industry is their fans first and foremost. Mm. But for me, it it was sort of, I just didn't have the accessibility to anything like a school. So for me, it was just this, oh, I wonder how people end up as wrestlers. Mm. Like this big mystery for a long time. (laughs) But do you think if you'd had access, Um, would you have toyed with it? Maybe toyed with it, but I don't think I would have gone very far. Mm. Because I was doing rugby at this time as well, so it was. Oh yes, yeah. of course. So it was. It would have been kind of something I did on the side, and then very quickly would have been like, "You're going to get injured. You can't do this." Are so you kidding? Right. Vince would have offered you a contract. <laughs> You're playing rugby at the same time. Get him in here. Yeah. A multi-sport athlete. You'd have been like Luke Menzies. Yeah. You'd have been the Ridge Holland. Except the age of Nicholas. <laughs> Eight-year-old Sam Driver kicking the shit out of the Undertaker, just spearing the Undertaker. Rugby tackling everybody. That'd have been amazing. Yeah, multi multi sport athlete. You'd have you'd Me have made a killing. <laughs> oh. we, we'd have been the real G's. What are Bob Wally's doing these days? Relaxing, hunting, 
be in Alabama. <laughs> hope he's all right. He's from California, though, isn't he? I always assumed he was from mm. Mobile, Alabama. I think he's from California. So that's I don't a, know if he lives in Alabama, but... That's a dirty lie, if that's the case. I always assumed he was an Alabamian. Is that what they call him? Flair in his own move, man. In his own move. Uh, Robert William Holler. Uh, yeah, you're right. Glendale, California. Yeah. Glendale. Ah, there you go. Woman's helped him to the ropes. He's 60. Really? I thought he'd be a bit younger than that. 60-year-old boy now, Bob Ollie. And then uh, Fraser just casually dropped the Nick Aldis was 36, and I was like, what? What? Yeah. Shit. Nick Aldis is 36. Christ. At least that's what Wikipedia says. I assumed he was like in his early 40s. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's like, when it was like, oh, he could be getting a producer job at WWE, it's like, he's 36. Jeez. Oh, that's, uh, that's maybe really, really sad. No, well, <laughs> it, it, it's, they had a whole hiring freeze on recently, so it could be that... There's an eye to bring him in to wrestle, but in the meantime... You have to wait till he's over 40. They, well, they've got to wait until uh, the Endeavor sale goes through before any new talents kind of are brought into the fold in that mm. way. So part of like, we were kind of thinking, oh, maybe they were kind of talking about bringing him in, and then it was like, right, for now, let's try it as a producer. But I, I feel like Aldis has still got uh, a lot to do in the ring. I think he has, but I yeah. don't know whether he would do it in a WWE. Oh, busting the strut. I... I get that, but at the same time, it's the one place we've not really seen him. Mm. So I'd be curious. I'd be really curious to see how he'd do. I'd like to see how he'd kind of because it's a very different style. Yeah, it's a it's a very different energy to oh, to, yeah. to sports entertain as mm. opposed to wrestle. Do you think he could make a good authority figure? Hmm. For maybe like NXT. Possibly, yeah. Not that it needs it, but if it ever needed it, I think he could do a, a an authority figure quite well. I just don't know how his wrestling style would translate and mm. whether people would be excited by it. And yeah. I love Nick Aldis. But it's all in whether it connects. Yeah. And I think in some promotions, it really has with him. I don't know whether well, I'd be intrigued to see if he did with WWE. Yeah. If it, if it ends oh, up happening. Oh, Flair's almost got his knob out. He's got his bum out. Nobby, nobby bum. Flair's got his bobby, nobby bum. It's a milk bottle arse on the go there. And down he goes. If in doubt, get your bum out. <laughs> the famous phrase. If the bums are rocking. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bums are rocking, he's probably fucking. He always had a really white ass, though. So he gets his ass out. It's like he just loves a good sun. It's like blindingly <laughs> white. He just loves a good sun. Just <laughs> get blinded when someone pulls his shorts down. Get get a good all over tan. It'd be fine. <laughs> oh, frog splash! Oh, I was going to think Eddie Guerrero would win that then, but alas, no. That would have been a massive one, but I, I honestly don't know. Um, I know Eddie wins the US title at some point, but I don't mm. know if he beats Flair for it. Do you know what I like about Road Wild compared to Hog Wild? Go on. Road Wild has a bigger stage that everybody rides a motorbike down to get in, I think. It's like a big, it's painted like a road as well. Because uh, it's a road that's wild. Road Wild. Is it also from Sturgis? Yeah. Right. I think so, anyway. 
Because Road Wild you could take anywhere. Actually, yeah. I guess Hog Wild you could take anywhere, but it would sound weird. Road Wild you can. They should have taken it to a pig farm. <laughs> just to stick it to Harley. <laughs> have everybody ride hogs down to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think we meant? Arrogant. <laughs> Not everything's about you, Harley Davidson. Not everything's about you, Harley. <laughs> Harley Jonathan Davidson. Come down here for your dinner. That's what his mum used to say. Not now, mum. Oh, oh, come on. Rubbish. That was cheap victory even by Flair's standards. Right. Rubbish. Oh, that's a shame. So this is what should have been one of the main event bouts. But it's well, a match before the double main event. Yeah. Which I feel like they could have triple-headed it. Nah, I think, the, I think the, the double has to be the NWO fighting WCW. And that isn't. Well, why don't we have two rings if it's a double main event? Let's put them on the same time. <laughs> and then it's a Just case of like battle it. of the bands. You know, you've got to wow the audience over. <laughs> And there's a little, like, a, like an audience clapometer on yeah. either side. See who's having the best main Well, event. if the limousine turns up tonight, it's going to get booed because it's got four wheels. <laughs> so. Is that it now? <laughs> That's a car! Boom! Smashing glass bottles. <laughs> get that car out of our bike rally, you prick. Oh, we're going to get a Gene Oakland cut. We haven't seen much of Gene Where tonight. is Gene? Where is he? Is he out on the streets? Is he in a helicopter? <laughs> mean Gene in his mean jeans. Mean Gene. Oh, it's the, it's, it's the Gigante. <laughs> I'll, I'm here with Bill Bailey, comedian. Gene looks like I would have done on like a, a family holiday when I was four. <laughs> He's dressed like a toddler. Why is Gene dressed like a toddler, man? He <laughs> looks like a car mechanic. Jimmy uh, just looks like he's been at a rave all the time. <laughs> the amount of gum he's just, his jaw is always just going. Yeah, sure, gum. <laughs> It is a bit cringe, like I get why, but it's it's so cringe when you've got your world champion being like, I was such a Hulk Hogan fan. It makes sense because of the storyline, but it, it is kind of Can you imagine doing that now? Like somebody comes out, I was the biggest CM Punk fan. It would <laughs> it would it, it would be slated. It's like it, it's it's investment, right? I get that it's investment, but it would be slated today. But I just, I think it doesn't suit the giant. The giant should be, don't give a damn. He's like, from, everyone else should be he's like, He's supposed Ugh. to be from like a parallel dimension or some shit. Yeah. But it's like, there's the thought of him sitting there, if he's supposed to be Andre's kid, just with his dad, watching Hulk Hogan matches. You, How can you grow up being a Hulk Hogan fan? You killed fan? my dad. Yeah, when, when Hogan slammed Andre, who is technically your dad. I don't... He spent the last few years trying to kill Hulkamania, but now yeah. like, oh, I was a Hulk Hogan. Fuck off. It's because he didn't get to kill Hulkamania. That's what it is. And that was Kevin Sullivan's issue, wasn't it? Hey, yeah. I think, you know, you've still got to be respectful. you still got, you know, you still got to clock in and clock out. Tag team grudge match coin. <laughs> Collect them all. But no, it's... it, it does, Pogs. Uh, it's, 
It suits some wrestlers, Box. It suits some wrestlers to be like, oh, man, I looked up to Hogan for all these years, and, and now he's done that. For the Giant, he's like, I'm seven foot. I don't give a fuck who they are or who you are. I'm going to kick the shit out of you because you're trying to get me about. And that's all it should be if he's a fucking Giant. Yeah. Oh, no. What's the NWO? I couldn't give a damn. Yeah, I just want to beat the crap out of him. Hogan shaved his beard. Big fucking deal. I'm going to kick his head in anyway. Like, <laughs> it's all it should be if you're the giant. Here we go. Right, the boys are in. In their red and black. Kevin Delicious. Nash and Scott Hall. The Outsiders, Hall and Nash. The Nash and Mash connection. <laughs> they got lovely ring gear. Partly model on their is that WWF a, Is that a, an alternative NWO design there I see on the back of Kevin Nash's jacket? Ooh, what the logo. an NW inside a big circle. Like an anarchy symbol type thing. Ooh, I didn't see that yeah. properly. Yeah. So you think that, that could have... Wait till he turns around. See if it'll, see if it'll give you the shot. Because they would have gone through multiple different designs for oh, the yeah. logo for deciding on the one they've got. Oh, he's going to take it off. Anyway. He's going to take it off now. We've got Sting coming out. For fuck's sake. What are Sting's they doing? ruined everything. <laughs> Sting just never learns, everything. does he? Never learns. Oh, by the way, if you're watching along with us, here comes Stang at two hours and two minutes, 49, 50, 51, 52, 53. We're, into the, we're, into, we're less than an hour left on Hogwild, and we still haven't seen Hulk Hogan it's, yet. It's Stanger. It's the Stang and the leg. Stangy, Stangy leg, Luke. Stang and leg connection. <laughs> We've got Randy Savage not present. No, so he's not here. He was banned from, from Hogwild, but we were never kind of explained as to why. Because he was threatening to jump Hulk Hogan, the and WWF committee, sorry, the WCW committee didn't want too much chaos at, at Sturgis. Yeah. They said, if you stay away, we'll give you a title match. So he's gone, ooh, yeah. But uh, they basically told him you're number one contender, and then he had to sit there and watch as somebody else challenged for the belt last week. Oh, yeah, fucking um, old Corporal Pants did yeah. it, didn't he? Yes, he's better known. The thing is, right, <coughs> and, and there's something, it kind of makes sense to do it because, as the day, as Dave Meltzer says in the Observer, oh. He's still got the jacket on. Let's All see. Right. Let's see. Let's see. Hold that thought. Yes, yes, fireworks. Come on. Well, you know, it's hour two of Night Row. Let's go. Dubsy Dub fireworks. Oh, he's taking the fucking jacket off. God damn it. Can't see the logo. Rubbish. I have to find it on the internet. Um, they said, look, in a di if Savage were to attack Hogan before the match, it would risk turning Hogan babyface. Luckily, there was no risk involved at this one, as the crowd or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but also, if Savage were there, he'd have to attack Hogan, and if security stopped him, it would make the rest of the show, where security wasn't stopping a million run-ins, be ridiculous. Like, why are they just focusing on... That makes sense. Savage. So they said just keep him off the show. And then and that way it kind of gets around it. Oh, we're getting rev revs for Hall and Nash. Him, 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 him. Uh, what did Davey Meltzer give Harlem Heat versus the Steiners, by the way? Three and a half. Two and three quarters. Ooh, my what? Dave meter's way off today. Yeah, we'll see if you can repair it with this one. Little rock, paper, scissors start the day. Uh, Flair and Guerrero, what did he give it? Gaflero, I think. Gaflero. Four stars. Good close, though. Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. Oh, toothpick. Disgusting. That's been in your mouth. 
That's also been in the WWF, so expect a letter soon. Yeah. <laughs> if he calls anyone Chico, that's a paddling. <laughs> if he throws a toothpick, that's a paddling. If he appears on camera, that's a paddling. Yeah. If he says hello, that's a paddling. Yeah. <laughs> Razor Ramon said If he hello refers to himself time. as a bad guy, that's a paddling. <laughs> if he has that little bit of curly hair that comes down, that's a paddling. Also a paddling. Oh, he's got it. That's a paddling. <laughs> Uh, I think it's this week or next week that um, the wrestling world catches the cat is caught off guard by the ECW debut of Slice and Dice Ramirez. <laughs> to which Vince McMahon will go, Slice and Dice Ramirez, eh? And we will pause it there. <laughs> you know what happens if you listen to the classic Raw review the, we saw him on Monday. Did you see the awkwardness there of, of Hall and Luger? He was like trying to lock his arm and then it felt like Luger was supposed to roll around and they kind of bumped into each other and he lets go and then grabs the arm again and it was a bit like, oh. Luger, like, fuck. Luger got so above his station in terms of what he's capable of as a wrestler. I'm sorry, but it's true. I do love him, but I at the same him. time, it's a bit like, ooh. He seems, but like, he always seems like it's, he just, even there, little things like he always seems so out of his depth with everything. Yeah, like he like like he can't process new information. It's like he's he's doing a, an IKEA flat pack of matches. Yeah, he just needs that extra second to read the instructions. Yeah, that's it. There's no like, there's no fluidity to him. He's yeah. all rigid. <laughs> like, no, I must do step three before I go to step four. Yeah, but I think I've done step five. No, go back. We're doing step three. And when you hear him speak, I don't. I'm not. I'm never comfortable in a Luger promo. Mm. Never comfortable in the presence of a Luger promo. No, because I just sense that he doesn't quite know where he's going. Yeah, and he'll be talking. He'll go, "I'm beating the giant. It's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be the most bestest, most magnificent. Oh, you've lost. You've lost it, <laughs> mate. Come on. <laughs> you see him like really trying hard to think of all the words that he planned. <laughs> I imagine him and Savage would have a good feud. Oh, yeah. Because Savage likes to sort of perfectly plot through a match. And I reckon Savage would guide yeah, him Yeah, we know Luger it. can do it as well, because Luger's done it in the past. It just feels like it kind of comes and goes. He's, he, he will never really be described as a ring general. Yeah. The ring general. Like, he'll never be described as somebody that He did can... have a bus. He did have a bus. Yeah, Gunther doesn't have a bus. <laughs> the Gunther bus. <laughs> I think the, Gun the Gunther bus should be the Creepy Coop from Wacky Races. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the one. Luger doing a titty dance. Uh, I always like when Nash enters the ring just by coming straight over the top rope. I think it's fucking cool as. He doesn't do much, but he does stuff very cool as Nash. But yeah, Luger, um, Luger, yeah, Luger will never be a ring general. <laughs> Move aside. I want the real oh, wrestler. I want Stang. Give me Stang. Give me... Oh, did you spit on Stang? He just spat on the Stang. You can't spat on Stang. Spitting on Stang. It's quite exciting first time ever. Kevin Nash versus Sting. If it is a first time ever. Probably not. It feels... This feels like a WWF versus WCW match. Yeah, which is the intended point. Or at least the original intended uh. point. <laughs> Actually, what am I saying? This no way is no ways at the first time because they wrestled last month. Yeah, <laughs> dickhead. But I guess I guess because they've been they haven't had many matches. Yeah. Because I think it's National Hall's second match. 
Yes, unless they've been doing anything on house shows. Yes, they're on the house show circuit, aren't they? Against Luger and Sting. Yeah. Do you think Luger would have had it down? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, Luger. You think you'd have it down, Pat? Wouldn't you? I mean, uh, but then they'll do something like, "Oh, we're doing it slightly different to Wednesday." Yeah. No, can we not? <laughs> I've only remembered Wednesday. What do you mean the ring's slightly bigger? Uh, what do you mean there's a whole there's a chasm that you can fall down and die? What do you mean they're on bikes? <laughs> and plan for that. I have to change my whole routine. This, yeah, this 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 has an, an epic feel. I kind of wish that we would have had, like, maybe two one-on-one matches instead. Yeah, maybe. A triple but then you need to get them over as a tag team, right? Because they, they are going to do quite a lot of stuff together. True. So, I don't think anybody's doubting their credentials as single stars. If they work so well as a tag team, I guess. True. Oh, they're big fans of that. So, so the the crowd seem into it tonight. Like you say, I think a lot of um, actual WCW fans are sticking around for this. Yeah, well, it's it's the most dedicated people that are going to be here right at the bitter end, isn't it? Yeah. So, this is where it's going to start picking up crowd wise. <laughs> Believe me, it will be bitter, like the Bulldogs beer. <laughs> I feel like a Bret Hart beer would be a bitter. Bret Hart's got a uh, <laughs> he's got a, a bar, doesn't he, in Calgary now? It's like Hitman's Bar and Grill. Oh, nice. But it's loads of like WWF stuff in there. <laughs> I'll have the uh, fuck Goldberg platter for two, please. <laughs> Can I get this Shawn Michaels as a cunt picture? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get the screw Earl Hebner <laughs> Bolognese? <laughs> and some Jimmy Hart pasta. <laughs> <laughs> what is the menu at the Bret Hart Bar and Grill? Hang on. Find out. Do you know what? There'll be sharpshooter something. Bret Hart Bar and Grill. The Bret Hart Bar and Grill. Hitman's Bar. There you go. Canadian icon and sports entertainment star Bret Hitman Hart will be opening his own restaurant and bar next month. Is it not open yet? I'm sure it's open. I think this is the website's very slow. Daily specials. The soup. Mon- the sharp super. <laughs> Monday. Okay, Wednesday. It's it's chicken wings. Okay, staple. Half price. Fried goat's cheese is the special on Thursdays. Nice. It's the um Win Dinner with Brett. <laughs> Win dinner with Brett. You should enter. Do you know what I'm going to do? it. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to make him eat Bovril. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I want to ring. Are you going to try and call them? I'm going to call Hitman's Bar. Hang on. How do I call? Ring oh, Canada from the UK. What are you going to ask? What are you going to do? <laughs> I haven't decided yet. I want to ask what the specials are. Okay, so I want to... Okay, so in order to ring Canada, to call Canada for the UK, dial 00 from a landline, then add 1, which is the Canadian country code, 001. And then I need the number, presumably. You'll then need the area code. So I guess the area code will be... Oh! And it's a 2... Come on, give me hit my... So 403... <laughs> ah, this is working. 
Um, 4543 four, 9595 five, five. okay we're going it should be about 9am it should be up it's exciting isn't it actually if it's 9 it might not be open might not open till midday might be a really sad ending. It might just it's have to leave a message. Would it be a Brett voicemail? Hey, this is Brett Hart. Sorry, I can't come on the phone. I'm too busy telling go broke to fuck himself. Your mobile number's got around. People just don't pick up. Yes. <laughs> can believe that. So what are you clicking that Canadian's phone do? It's Brett screening the call. <laughs> come on, Brett, answer. Come on, Brett. Me some chips. Oh, he's not going to answer. <laughs> no one's there. Just have to hang up. You could have asked them what they think about Bruce Hart's bar and grill, which was <laughs> just opened down the court, round yeah, the corner. Which actually was his idea first. Oh, they're not even open until bloody four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, ages. You're not going to be able to leave a message with that many rings. No, oh, that's a shame. Well, <laughs> thanks for that. I'll ring Bruce Hart's bar and grill instead. Bruce will be open. Free underground parking? <laughs> so what time do I have to ring UK time? About 10 o'clock in the evening. Yeah, I'll, I'll try again later. About 10 p.m. <laughs> I'll try again later. <laughs> I'll find out what the specials are. What do you want to ask him for a ring later? I don't know. I think, you know, if you just ask about Shawn Michaels, hmm? just lead him with Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Uh, and then ask him, I guess, about uh, Goldberg. And then just Bruce, Bruce's Bar and Grill. <laughs> just ask if they're affiliated with Bruce Hart's Bar and Grill. Um Brackets, the real Hitman's Bar and Grill. <laughs> Brackets, also the real Cowboy's Bar and Grill. <laughs> the specials... Uh, oh, Sting just head-butted him in the, the specials jewels. Look, specials look quite boring. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I say boring. Um, it's a bar. It's just going to be fucking wings and burgers. That's yeah, it. I suppose... <laughs> I suppose. It's fully renovated establishment. We'll have some of the Hitman's most iconic memorabilia, including the world title belt he won in 92 mm. against Ric Flair in Saskatoon. If you follow them on Instagram, they post loads of pictures of the stuff they've got there. It's pretty cool. Nice. If I want to book a table for tonight. <laughs> if you're listening to this in Canada... If I get a quick flight after this podcast, I can make it there in time. I might just, I might just book a table for like 7 o'clock tomorrow and then if you're listening to this on the if you're listening on the podcast feed now i'm gonna put i'm gonna book a table for friday tom's gonna put a grand behind the bar of his own money of his own money find a table Uh, (laughs) let's book a table and go right if you live in canada can we can we take the name on that one yeah it's sean uh sean (laughs) you'd have to go with michael hickenbottom yeah i've got a hickenbottom (laughs) hebner (laughs) <laughs> e Hebner. Don't I don't wanna, I'm worried now we'll cause a raft of prank <laughs> phone calls to Hitman's bar. I don't condone it. We Brett d- will rip your yeah. legs off. We don't condone 
prank calls to any wrestler-themed bar and restaurant. Tom does. Sometimes I do. <laughs> but you do it at your own volition. <laughs> Parental advisory is advised. <laughs> but if you've been, let us know what it's like. Yeah. That'd be nice. I'd like that. Meanwhile. That's a paddling. That's a paddling. Razor's Edge. That's a paddling. Oh. Oh, there's your paddling. Countered. Counts the razor's edge with the back body drop. That's a paddling. That's a paddling. Yeah. That's a paddling. Hot Those tag. knee pads look a bit paddly as well. Mm. Hot tag to someone that isn't Savio Vega. That's a paddling. <laughs> Leg! Oh. Oh. Leg on a tear. Leg on a tear. Leg! Drops him. Oh, Drops so, Nash. Talking of tearing a leg. <laughs> Leg! <laughs> Leg! <laughs> I just want to see him jackknife Lex. Come on. Oh. Splash! WC Dub boys are winning. Go on, Leg. Spin it. Oh, and that was a. <laughs> I don't know what that was that Leg did there. It was like a weird little shoulder pop. I'm just focusing on Sting taking out Nash. Legs are too long, oh. Sting. Legs are too long. Nice. But he can't even tap out. This is unfair behavior from the Stanger. <laughs> oh, torture rack at the same time. Oh, nice. Oh, oh. referee got knocked. <laughs> and down he goes and back up he goes. This is going great, lads. Oh, oh, oh no. What? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. The fourth man is Nick the Dick Patrick. Nick Patrick becomes the NWO ref, doesn't he? He does, indeed. Yeah. Bloody So hell. here he is. Here he is. Starting things off strong by attacking poor innocent Lex Luger. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Patrick, you monster. I liked all of his kind of flopping around. Was beautifully acted. I wonder whether it was a a, a a a very sudden decision to go. Right, I'm joining the NWO <laughs> lads. I'm doing it. I'm doing do business it. myself. They were supposed to win this one. <laughs> what a day, Meltzy give Nash and Hall versus Leg and Steg. Three, one and a half. One and a half. I was not a fan. Oh, he says it was, there was this match. It was a match that was all hype. I agree. wasn't great. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it was pretty pretty all right. But stand by, because up next, not only our main event, but the worst match of the night. You've gone insane, the best for last. It's, it's not uncommon for those two things to go hand in hand from this Absolutely point onwards in WCW history. We start fantastic and we work our way into the ground. Yeah. So, National Hall's second win in WCW. Wow, 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 wow. That was, I do believe as well, that was the first time they've walked out to Wow, the Hey, Hey. Yeah, I think that's the debut of their, their music. Because they've been beyond the, the promos, which mm. is had it. And we can hear it again. It's called Rock House. It's a piece of stock music that is you can it? pay for, yeah. Is it called Rock House? Yep. So just anyone can have it. Rock House, all one word, I think. Then why did WWE, why did WWE insist on making that shit version of it? I don't know. It might have been so they owned it and they could sell it on albums because the albums were doing well back then. I'm sure it's Rock House and it's pr production music, yeah. 
Oh, we got Buffer. Buffer's getting hem hem now. Oh. I don't want to be here any longer than I have to. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rock House, it's called. We will see no event. <laughs> if you don't stop <laughs> revving those bikes, we will all go home. I'm used to working in Las Vegas, not with you, Hicks. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> They're paying me a million dollars to be here. He got a stupid amount of money. Deserves it. Golden voice. Mm. <laughs> they should have saved the Revan for that. Oh, I'm buffer. <laughs> Millions. He just knows to get through it. Nice. Yeah, I'd put that oh. up there. That's a good one. That's a good one. We should rank all of his Let's Get Ready to Rumbles at some point. <laughs> Every Let's Get Ready to yeah. Rumble from worst to best. <laughs> Number 32, Buff Bagwell versus Diamond <laughs> Dallas Page, Thunder, 1999. There's Hulk there. <laughs> He's coming in through the crowd. Oh, it looks good at night. It does. It looks like there could be literally millions of people there, all the way up into the hills. Yeah, like Glastonbury. Yeah. All here to see Hulk the Hogster. <laughs> the old hoagie. <laughs> put, just put his trousers back on. Oh, here he comes, not even on a bike. Oh, NWO Hogan lives! You want to endear yourself to these people, Hogan? Get on a oh. motorbike. We know you've got one because the giant ran it over. May this, this is the first in-person look at NWO Hogan mm -hmm. in ring attire. He's got to dye the beard a bit. Mm. But after that, we're golden. He's still a bit baby-facey, though. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> he says we're all shit. Hooray! <laughs> Hogan! Another slightly different NWO logo. You ain't seen bad until <laughs> you've watched this match. <laughs> oh, but, you, but it's coming. But it's coming. Yeah. You ain't seen bad, but <laughs> it's coming. Never a truer word said from what I've heard about this main event. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Eyes glued. Hogan literally has a t-shirt that says, this match is going to be shit. <laughs> it's the giant. The giant gets fireworks? Hey, baby face, isn't he? He's champion, I guess. But he's got such monster, such heel music. Yeah, and he, he pretty much, he did the Hogan shtick, but it was mainly like, well, I'd just do the same for anybody that gets in my way, so. Yeah. But then he went, I was a hogster when I was a kidney bean. Yeah. And I'm sad, but I'm rusting you, so bleh. I hate it. <laughs> But they're going to cheer Hogan. This, this this does not look like a giant crowd. No. This looks like a Hogan crowd. Very And I get it because so. Giants got all the aesthetics, all the optics of a heel. Yeah. Jimmy Hart is his manager. Daunting music. Slow walk to the ring. But he just refuses to just lie down and let Hogan put his foot on his chest. Mm -hmm. 
giant, if you're going to be a, a face, giants should have given it a bit more socks. You know what I mean? It's like a bit more. Hey. Mm. He should have been like, yeah, you know. But at the same time, I don't, because he's not really face, is he? He's just banding together for the company. Yeah, but I just think give it a little bit of baby face socks, maybe. Yeah, this fireworks. Maybe, I suppose. I'm a, I'm a book of contradictions, because earlier on I was saying. I want him dressed as a cowboy riding on the back of a stallion. Give him the American flag. Yeah. On, on this occasion, give him the American flag. Maybe you'll do The Undertaker when he'll show that inside of his singlet is actually the American <laughs> the flag. Confederate flag. <laughs> <laughs> that would get a pop. That would get a pop at this audience. It, was that not what The Undertaker had? Was it not the Confederate flag? And, it, or, was, or, it was a very not... old United States flag because right. it, it had the circle of stars rather than the 50. Gotcha. I stand corrected. As and the... he hates it. It's I think it's the thing he hates the most that he ever did. Does he that, really? Yeah. <laughs> but he, didn't, he, didn't he cover Paul Bear in concrete? Yeah. And that's the worst thing he ever did, put a jacket on. Yeah. Disgraceful. You killed <laughs> you killed Paul Bearer. I feel like someone was just thrown into the ring there. You buried several men alive. Yeah, burned people. <laughs> you crucified to, Austin. You tried to embalm Steve Austin. Yeah, tried to embalm Austin. But oh no, I didn't like that jacket Kidnapped I wore that Stephanie. Time. Uh corrupted Midian. <laughs> you know? But that flag was a step too fucking far. <laughs> Kidnapped Mabel, so we couldn't win the rumble. Hoagie. Oh, so here we go. Oh, <laughs> Come on, big boy. <laughs> Hogan hanging out with the cool kids. It's just funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's like they need him to buy them booze. <laughs> yeah. So they, they hang around with Hogan. <laughs> Hogan can buy us a beer. <laughs> Hooters girls at ringside. Where they come from? Hooters. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hogan just says saw the main event by, and it would have been a much better match if he had. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's not the history that was written this night in 1996. Five. Seven. Oh, giant! Oh, giant! Nah. Like, stop counting. Here he comes, old, <laughs> old hot dog. Sneaky Hogan. <laughs> Metal Gear Hogan there. It <laughs> does a bit, look a bit like Revolver Ocelot. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I like Sneaky Hogan. <laughs> so this is also an interesting first acid test because this is Hogan resting as a heel for the first time. In decades. Is it? I feel like we've seen him wrestle already. No, we saw him leg drop. Oh, yeah. But this is his first full match in Hollywood Hulk Hogan attire, wrestling as a heel. Did he have the muscle belt on? Oh, I don't know. Well, if there was no belt, then I'm not I'm not engaged. <laughs> the belt... No, I think he's the used belt's the, what seals it all together. I think he's used the muscle belt as a weapon in yeah. the blue and in the red and yellow years. Mm. But this is certainly the first Hollywood Hogan outing. <laughs> he just looks like a leather purse. He does. It's it's mental how he literally just looks like a hot dog. Because <laughs> like, he loves the hot dog and yeah. grandstand. So yeah, commentary's still selling that Andre's giant's dad, basically. 
Yeah, yeah they, Giant was a little Hulkamaniac. They never, they never sort of... And he's never once said anything in French. <laughs> and he didn't star Sacre in... Bleu! He didn't star in Princess Bride 2. <laughs> Princess Arda. <laughs> Princess with a vengeance. <laughs> Would he have grown up in Grenoble? Because wasn't Andre like notoriously like away like forever? Andre, like when he came to the States, would just go from state to state to state, territory to territory to territory. Mm. Um, but I believe he maintained uh, a home in Grenoble. He has a daughter. Mm. Uh, so I'm sure he spent time there. There's a lot of galleries of him in and around his land uh, where he's on. Like, it's weird. He's on like a quad bike, but it looks like a kid's little toy. Because <laughs> obviously Andre's so big. Uh, but yeah, I think he, he must have had houses everywhere. He's just on the road. I thought he might yeah. be on the road all the time. Like drinking bottles of beer and going, oh, they look like thimbles. <laughs> He'd drink 87 beers. Well, as his career slowed down, I guess, as his national TV popularity was growing at the same time as his career was slowing down, he's probably spending a lot more time uh, toward the end of his career back in France, I'd imagine. Doing stuff in Grenoble. Yeah. Training his son. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Paul White just continued that trend and just going, yes, Andre Giant was my dad. May we? <laughs> Jim Duggaroni peeks is going, hang on. I'm the only That's Italian. my gimmick. I'm, I'm the only European on this roster. <laughs> Alex Wright sits quietly in the corner. Turns out Alex Wright's actually from Chicago. See, Hogan's learning that as a, as a heel, you have even less to do. Yeah, he can literally just stand there and make them boo him. I feel like they're quite into him, though. Well, yeah, he's Hulk Hogan. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that helped. <laughs> Come on, do a thing. I like that he wears gloves now because he's a bad guy. <laughs> he can hide the <laughs> evidence. Trying to decide whether this is worse or better than their first match. I think like I feel like it's well. So far, we've seen a headlock. <laughs> and Andre has it. Uh, I called him Andre. <laughs> and Paul White hasn't fallen into the river. <laughs> oh, and they haven't no. used a monster. No truck. test of strength for you. There should be monster bikes. Are there monster bikes? They sound like they're completely unsafe, but I want to see one. <laughs> like the bikes with massive wheels. <laughs> yeah. They must be a thing. Like a penny farthing on meth. <laughs> <laughs> all right, test of strength, engaged. So we've seen a headlock, a couple of strikes, test of strength. It's all Hogan's favorite bits. <laughs> So many of Hogan's matches as well boil down to just this, don't they? And then he gets back to his feet and then he's like, Aah. he's mastered the art of working smart, not hard. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Turn it around. Yay! We love you, Hogan. No. <laughs> so Giants should just throw him now. 
Oh, he's spitting on him. He could have headbutted him in the dick. There's so many things he could have done right now. <laughs> that angle never. No, it's, it's, it's a bad ne- angle. It's a very bad angle. It's a very bad angle. I imagine it's even worse from the other side. <laughs> <laughs> it's making Kevin Nash jealous. <laughs> It's not Hogan's fault. There wasn't enough room in the limousine. <laughs> All right, hip thrust. <laughs> it's the only way to beat him, brother. <laughs> well, this is everything I hoped it would be and more. It's just like watching fucking paint dry. <laughs> it's like watching Hogan's skin dry. It's like he's just standing there to get tanned by the stage lights. (laughs) I want to sit in the planning meeting for this match. Yeah, then Tessa's ready for nine minutes. (laughs) Oh, he's back on his feet, and Hogan... Hogan's going down on his knees. Uh, Oh, oh, there he goes again. Oh, he's quit. Yeah, tap out. Eerily similar to the spot he's going to do with Jay Leno at a future Road Wild. <laughs> where he gets with Jay. I forget Leno gets involved. Jay gets him in a headlock and Hogan like walks, like faces every corner. They do the, the whole they do the whole takeover of Leno's show and everything, don't they? Bischoff yeah. presents uh, Leno's show for a bit. NWO After Dark or whatever. Late, the late show with the NWO. And everyone goes, oh, Bischoff's very good at hosting TV shows. <laughs> Bloody hell, why is Hogan doing this well against the Giant? Giants have just lobbed him around the ring for three minutes. Giant, man, just punch him in the mouth. Your hand's as big as his head. This should have just been Giant lobbing Hogan around. <laughs> and then Nash just covered him with a boot or something. It's like Hogan doesn't have to look weak at all, but he doesn't have to look like, you know, a Superman. But then again, if he's a heel, I, I just don't know. It's that mix of going, you don't want to beat nobody. Yeah. But I just, this this doesn't, I don't think, I think if he maybe low-blowed him near the start, I don't think he did. It's just, I don't know, it, it's, like, where's the wrestling? <laughs> it's in the ring, where's right? the wrestling? It's happening in the ring. This is just, it's rest hold city, man. It's... Rest hold city, bitch. Leg drop, that'll do. It's all right. They're, they're on the wrestling now. They're going to start wrestling. Oh, wait, no. We're so there's kind of some psychology there because he's working the arms and he's, he's attacking the arms to take away the power. But with a bigger wrestler, you always take away the vertical base. So you always go for the legs. Hasn't he seen WWF? <laughs> Has he wrestled that style for years? <laughs> Has he literally done that himself with several <laughs> opponents? And he's not once pulled the whole, you know, they're already skirting lawsuits. He could have been pulled, I whipped your daddy's ass. You know. The crowd's surprisingly into this very slow affair. Yet they would have nothing to do with Benoit Malenko. I know, right? And hold on, we've got 20 minutes left. Yes. Of this. No. Well, actually, I'll tell you what we've got. We've got... Um, about 15 minutes. Of this. <laughs> oh, be, we're powering back up. It's that'll be the hot third dogging third and grandstanding. strength, everybody. They'll be hot dogging and grandstanding at the end. Presumably. Yeah. If Hogan wins. There's going to be some chicanery. <sighs> I 
When they plan this, did Hogan go, yeah, this will be a great This will be sick. People love this shit. They're going to love me and be a giant in the main event. He's <laughs> making me yawn. Yeah, me too. What is that about? It's because it's supposed to be wrestling. <laughs> it's quite warm in here, and I'm making me a bit sleepy. And now this match is... It's like a lullaby. It's a, this match truly is a lullaby. I find I like listening to random things while I sleep, and I think I might have to add this to the rotation. Just the sound of it. Just this match, yeah. just going round and round. Do you listen to stuff when you go to sleep? Uh, nah, I, I, I need quite a, I need silence to sleep. Oh, yeah. yeah. I use, like, earplugs and shit sometimes. Mm. Oh, oh, in the safest way possible. But Hogan goes out. And he stays on the perimeter. Hogan Shant. This has been a very successful heel turn for Hogan. Also, why would Hogan... I know it was mind games, but why would Hogan walk mind away and games. take a count-out loss? At the start? Yeah. He wants the belt. That's <laughs> it. If, the, if, if his belt was on the line, I get it. Mind games. Because he did run a risk there. Yeah. Because had, had Giant had not Had he fell over ref, and Giant not attacked the ref? Giant just said the ref, yeah, count him out. I'll keep the belt. We've got a back rake. And all a this second back rake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Giant fights out of the corner. Giant is not going to get a turnbuckle to the noggin. But Hogan is. Oh, brother. Oh, brother, my head. Yeah. Everything would have been easier if Hogan had walked to the back. Giant would have taken the the, the, uh, the count out, retained the title. And we would have had a svelte pay-per-view. A svelte-ass pay-per-view. All right, wrestling. Finally, here we go. Irish whip. Lovely stuff. <laughs> Buff. Thwack. Be Bret Hart calling you back. Oh, I would love to say it was Bret Hart, but sadly it's not. I don't know who that is. Over the oh. knee. And down. Here we go. Ah, oh, no, he got his foot on the rope. Where's your ring awareness, son of Andre the Giant? <laughs> you call yourself your son of the ninth wonder of the world. Who do you think you are? <laughs> Oh, he slammed him. It's Mania 3. Do a leg drop. Does oh. he do a leg drop? Oh. Yes, he does. Oh, well, kind of, but no. <laughs> he, he went does. for an elbow, but he, he came in at more of a leg drop angle. He's a little Hulkamaniac. He probably does do a leg drop. It was on the market, by the way. It was a, it was ah. a, a sales call. Nice. Take them off the market, am I right, kids? <laughs> Distracted me from this brilliant match. <laughs> yes, I'd love to hear all your offers. Please go slug. on. <laughs> Dave surely gave this a dud. Surely. We will find out at the end. I, I can't express <clears throat> how... He's gianting up. This is your main event. He's gianting up, brother, brother, sister, brother. <laughs> the 
Finally, some good fucking food. <laughs> oh, he sorts them out for chops. Nice. Something, something to think on. <laughs> big boot. The big foot. And instead of pinning him, of course, chokey, chokey, slam. That'll do. Retain the title. Everyone leaves Sturgis. Camera pulls out. Scott Hall's here. Bloody hell. And the referee just isn't seeing this at all. Well, that's a DQ. That's a paddling. (laughs) (laughs) Razor got thrown off the top rope before. That's a paddling. Do it now. There you go. Get that done. Oh, that was heavy. Ah, I went to pin him. (laughs) <laughs> oh. Alright, takes out Nash Right, everyone, that's it, all done Choke slam on Nash Go on Nice! Lovely stuff And Hogan's Bloody back lovely. With the belt Uno Dos Tris. Oh, what, Hulk Hogan cheated to win? And everyone's delighted in Sturgis They are thankful that this is mercifully Finally done. <laughs> oh, look, oh, look at them two having a hug. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. Notice that Hogan went straight to Nash. Limo. <laughs> just say, I'm just reading into that what you will. <laughs> I mean, actually, I think they're responding to the fact he's a baddie. There is rubbish being yeah, thrown in the ring. Yeah, stuff being thrown in for cheating. It's finally and, starting to click with and the Sturgis crowd. And they're revving in sheer rage. <laughs> And look at that Hulk Hogan now, what, a two-time? Imagine having to reverse your bike out of there. Oh, God. It See, that's the bit. Fucking ages. The parking. Get- oh. <laughs> he just hit Giant. <laughs> he just hit him on the pack. That's what you belong, you trash. <laughs> oh, they got a kick. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Who's that? Oh, mate. Oh, no. Mate. It's the booty man. Oh, my God. So how are they going to spin this? Because he got beat up last week for being Hogan's friend, he's joined them, or...? Apparently! Oh, my... Booty Man is the fourth man in the NWO! What's the Booty Babe going to do? <laughs> oh, my God. The Booty Man was the fourth member of the NWO because, of course, he was! Because he's Hogan's fucking mate. He's Hogan's fucking shadow. Oh. <laughs> what's that with the cake? It's sparkler, isn't it? Is it? It's a booty sparkler. Is it a booty sparkler? We'll find out. Oh, do you reckon it's a... Oh, is this a... That's a paddling. <laughs> That's a paddling. Bring my cake in, brother Brutai. <laughs> of course he does. He's not stopped singing Happy Birthday since midnight. Fall off. Go on, cake, fall off. Cake, fall off. Cake, fall off. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sinbad, but it's coming. He wasn't wrong. Just, Kevin just Hall holding the belt looks so right as well. And there's Kevin Ash and Scott Hall taking a back seat to Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Hogan. Hey, we know the real draw is here. <laughs> Booty draw. Thank you. Oh, my God. Champ. Kiss, kiss. Kiss of death. Why has the NWO show got the Terminator on it? Got a T-800. Brutai looks like he's going to cry. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. Brutai. They're doing to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lovely twist that I never knew occurred. <laughs> well, it will have been because the first thing out of everybody's mouth was, well, Brutus Beefcake will be in the stable. Oh. <laughs> Push his face in the cake. Push his Why is Giant still dead? Because he's knocked out. He's beaten by the immortal Hulk Hogan. He's still he's dead. He's going to stay there until he wakes up in three weeks. Imagine what I would do to you. What's he going right. to do? Agent oh, he's got, he's got the big candle. <laughs> What's he going to do with the big candle? It's a candle in the wind. It's not a candle at all, is it? Oh. It's one of the most iconic moments in WCW's <gasps> oh. modern history. And so it begins. So it begins. Oh, nearly got the logo right. It looks like the Now TV logo currently. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. Good. That's cool. Well, thank God I thought Brutus joined early. Because <laughs> in my head no. I was going... Brutus comes much later, I believe. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he comes back as the disciple. That's it. But I was like, I, I don't remember him joining this early, but maybe he just does and he sits in the background. Well, there you go. Fantastic. Dreadful main event. Good fun at the end. Yeah. Absolute <laughs> shit fest. At least the Giants got some cake for when he wakes up. <laughs> but like, that was a sh like an appalling display of wrestling. Like, that was that was really bad. How appalling did they to find it? Dud. 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 
minus half a star. Oh, below Sorry, a dud. minus one and a half stars. Way below a dud. Below a dud. Oof. It bypasses dud. Giant is still out cold. <laughs> but again, like you say, you'll have a lovely bit of cake when he wakes up. Yeah. So that was our our premiere, our inaugural trip to Sturgis. And what a what a fun fun pay per view that was. <laughs> and then, <laughs> as our gents are in their business casuals, I, I mean, <laughs> it was a bit of a slog that one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like <laughs> pulling teeth. <laughs> I came with loads of notes and prep thinking, oh, I'll get through some of it. We burned it all out quite yeah. early on. I think a lot of matches just felt long, didn't they? Yeah, especially when you had so many false finishes going on in some of them. <laughs> when he joins the NWO, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> they don't know that yet. Yeah, no, yeah, that is. Craig Leathers Bye. was the director. Is that because it was in Sturgis? <laughs> so that's Hogwild. Well done. We went Hogwild for that one. Hogwild. Oh, but now it truly begins. Yeah, properly. The NWO. Uh, it's it's, it's going to be littered with moments like tonight. Oh, yes. Which are going to be very hard to get through. So just, just buckle up for an exciting but sometimes tedious ride. And for more tedious rides, look to the limo. <laughs> and... <laughs> Look to the Sam Driver and I am at Tom Campbell and together we're at God Holly God R.I.P. Booty Man. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 